Oh, yes, indeed. We are live on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks today. We have no Aton Shander. Uh, once again, shirking the show responsibilities <laughs> and my sources deep within the COVID-19 community have informed me that it's vaccine related. And that's all I can get into at this point. But good to have you back, Barrett. Barrett yes. took his trip to the Midwest over the weekend and uh, checked in with us from an airport in St. Louis. That was the last time I saw you. And good to have you back here on a Monday. I know you want to geek out today because we are now 10 days away from the NFL draft, which begins next Thursday night. Uh, for TV purposes only with that first round, but 10 days away, and you can't wait. You're busting at the seams to talk NFL draft, and we're going to do that to a, for a large part today. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. from the point when I saw the email and the text you saying, well, yeah. I guess we'll get into the draft, and that's pretty exciting. For you to just say, I guess we'll get into the draft, it made me feel good, man, because you're, you're out. It You're out since we moved to 12. You're out. You're out right now. But, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of draft. Try to, try to get everybody in the right mindset, you know, since we've moved from 6 to 12. And, and you know, right. this, I think we're going to be more Philly-specific this show, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to hit on everything. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a big uh, time right now in sports since as we wait for the draft. Right. But, you know, this past weekend, there was not a whole lot. I know that, you know, some of the local teams played and we'll touch on all that. We had, uh, you know, the Flyers lost two games. The Sixers beat a Kawhi-less uh, L.A. Clippers team on Friday night by a couple of points. And the Phillies won a series and got their their number one starting pitcher looking like a number one starting pitcher uh, this weekend. Bryce Harper had a big weekend. So there's there's some stuff that we're going to get into, but I think... And it's not I even think, warm yet. No, it's not. It's not hitting weather yet. Yes. And, and I guess that is that Mickey Moniak and uh, and uh, uh, Roman Quinn's excuse <laughs> as they are, I think, one for 31 at the what plate are we gonna do with, mind? What are we going to do with... I mean, I can understand Moniak, you know, this is the third year uh, from, from being drafted out of high school. So, I mean, I, I, I give him a pass, but Roman Quinn... Come on, man. You got to give me more. Or we're going to hate to do it to you. Yeah. He's going to be the next Don Brown, bro, if you don't, oh, you don't I'm, watch I'm him telling so. you. How, how long has it been since the Phillies have really developed an outfielder? A long time. Wow. Think about was it. it. Don, what, we can't yeah, say Don he was Brown developed. was supposed to be. He was yes. good for like a month. Yeah. He had like that two month months. Hey, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, for, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, the Phillies won two out of three. Gabe Kapler now makes his return uh, with the San Francisco Giants. It's just good to see Bryce Harper hitting the ball and Absolutely. Nola and Eflin both this weekend, Friday night and, and Sunday, uh, pitched great baseball. I mean, you know, and if that's if you can get that kind of effort out of, you know, two of your top three starters on a consistent basis, this team might might be able to do something and, you know, possibly make a playoffs. But, uh, you know, I tell you that in between those two wins, Barrett, was a four-hour marathon loss. Now, I, I caught glimpses of it uh, on one of the television screens uh, in the restaurant, and I wasn't paying much attention to it because right, they were right. they were behind basically from the get go, and they were never even in the game. But the big the big news about it all it took four hours practically to play that baseball game. 
And that, there lies the problem with baseball. The games are just too long, too much idle time in between. Idle time means I changed the channel. Right. That's what that means. Yeah, think about how many op- how many opportunities there are during a baseball game to change the channel. Right. And I they- mean, a four-hour football game? If it's a four-hour football game, it's probably going into overtime, right? It's, it's pretty much impossible you know, yeah, to what, play a game with a clock on it that would last four hours. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So you, I'm in for that. I'm signed up for a four-hour football game. <laughs> but baseball, I mean, that, there oh. lies a problem, man. It's too much. I mean, they got to go faster with the game, man. You know, from yeah. from from pitching and you know everything that happens. You know, we got to go out. The pitchers goes got to come out and talk. Then here comes the catcher, and they're gonna sit mm-hmm. there with their gloves over their faces, talking yeah. for a little. While. I mean. Some of that stuff is just nonsense, man. Come I, on, some now. of the best lip readers must be in the ma- right. in Major League Baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? They right. spend so much time trying to hide signals and hide, you know, what they're saying with you know to to one another. It's like you must have some of the best lip readers, like guys from the military. After right. they're done with the military, must go work for these baseball teams. It's crazy, man. Because I mean. Andy was kind of kind of that guy also. Andy Reid always yeah. had a clip his clipboard in front of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Still, come on, man. It's you know, it's baseball. You know, you still don't know what's going up. What are you asking him? And, yeah. and the pitcher, the pitcher doesn't care. Right. He's always sitting there like with his hands on his hips, like, all right, you I hate to do it to me, but what? You gonna take me out now? I yeah, mean, I on, actually man. think Andy Reid might have been sneaking beef jerky during the games, and he just didn't want <laughs> le- he didn't want to let people see that he was actually munching on beef jerky. Right. You know? <laughs> But we're supposed to be joined by Jimmy Kemsky later this hour. Of course, Jimmy Kemsky does a fantastic job uh, covering the Philadelphia Eagles for the Philly Voice. He does uh, his grocery shopping uh, columns, which I love during the college football season. He does some mock drafts. I think he's up to mock draft 4.0, I think was the last one that came out maybe a little over a week ago. So we're going to talk some Eagles with him. Uh, I think he's going to join us at 1130. And I know you have a text out to your buddy. D Gun, yeah, who I know he responded yet he hasn't. Well, no. <laughs> if and when he does, we have to ask him about a certain fishing trip that apparently he was on over the weekend. I want to say, and wow. he got skunked <laughs> oh, zero. My- and I'm not talking about Jason Martinez's hockey picks. He, but he got zero fish. What apparently? So we're gonna have to address that because I know you and he are both big fishermen. That must be the reason why he hasn't hit me back yet. That, that might what? be the reason. He knows. He doesn't want to take any grief from you. Yes. Yes. He understands. <laughs> it's, levels, right. it's levels to the amount of grief that he'll put on me. Right. But when it comes to him, he's he's kind of short-sighted in his, in his, in his thought process of, of, you know, when the last time I caught a big fish, when the last time he didn't catch a fish. You know, he, he, he tends to forget those two instances, when I catch fish or when he doesn't catch fish. He forgets those times, but he'll right. remember every single time he catches a fish and I don't. So, yeah, let me let me text some more. I, I tell you, there, there's one thing that is so disappointing is when you get on a fishing trip. Like, let's say you're, you're loading up a boat with one of your buddies has a boat and saying, yeah, we're going to go about, you know, two hours off the coast or whatever. X amount of miles out. We're going to this canyon or whatever. And you get no fish and you spent like hours going out there to the spot hours fishing drinking beers and then you got to endure the trip back and you came you came with nothing bro I, that uh, is one of the most disappointing things and you know it's expensive too it you is know, like even for my boat i take it out yeah fuel is like you know four bucks almost five bucks for uh for diesel fuel and you know my boat has you know two cats in it two um 
two diesels in it. And man, by the time I get out there, I've already watched like 150 bucks out of my pocket already. I haven't caught right. a fish yet. You know what I mean? Right. And and then the strikeout, you know, yeah. I, I like what was it? Uh, two years ago, I was uh, I was going on this trip and and it was one of those you know party boats. Well, this other boat was just coming in, and when they were coming in, the guy was almost in tears. I'm like, Yo, what's wrong, man? Mm-hmm. He spent 1,200 bucks on this trip. They went out. On a party or, boat trip? No, no. This is a, oh, on, on a, um, a charter. This is a, a charter. Yeah. So he spent twelve hundred bucks. It was he and a friend, and they got skunked. They were tuna fishing. They went out to the canyon, oh. and they got skunked. And he was literally almost crying. Yeah. Tears out of his eyes, welling up because they didn't catch a fish. They spent all that money. They flew from they flew from like from like uh from, from like Pittsburgh or something, mm-hmm. and came in and got skunked. Right. And the, the captain felt so bad, but he, but he didn't, <laughs> I hate to do it to you, but he didn't give him the money back either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're back. not giving money back. I mean, they, I mean, they, sh- they can't guarantee that you're going to catch fish, right? Right, right, exactly. They I can't mean, they, guarantee it. They have those fish finders, all that sonar and radar or whatever it is, and, and they can put you on the fish, but you still got to catch them. Hey, but they say the captain's got to put you on the meat. But you know, you you have to catch the fish. Right. You have to catch the fish. Put me on the meat, coach. That's what they tell him. Put me on the meat, coach. Right. And he gets you there. You can see all this lighting up of you, the fish. You know, some of these these um depth finders can actually tell you how big the fish is and everything. Right. Everything. And he's sitting there and you don't catch anything. You just strike out. I'm like, hey, bro, I didn't, you know, I didn't say you knew how to fish. You know, you should have right. told me you didn't know how to fish. You know what I right. mean? But man, not catch any fish without have to pay him twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, that that's you know you know what the equivalent might be to me in my world is if you know I get access to a private club that is really exclusive and was, let's say we get a foursome somebody knows somebody gets us on you know you got to pay for you know the caddy a couple hundred bucks for the caddies maybe yep. you, you know the member you pay for his caddies and lunch and all this stuff and you go and play like crap. <laughs> You know, and you here you are. You spent. You're looking forward to playing this golf course. You finally get your opportunity. Uh, you get out there. You got a beautiful day, but you play like crap. That's the that's sort of the equivalent of <laughs> yes. maybe catching no fish. You know, you, on, a, you chartered you a brand the boat. new club too, right? You know, yeah, you <laughs> chartered the boat. I got this new driver. I can't wait to take out on that par five, man. And you hit it into the woods or into the water or whatever, and you you just whole day stinks. Well, you've been you you've been you know planning this trip since the winter time. It's, right, you look it's out a the bucket window. list golf yeah. course for you. <laughs> Total disaster, right? And speaking of, I, I sent out, and I, I understand that Aton tried to get John Clark on uh, from NBC Sports Philly last week. And John Clark, I think it was last Monday, John Clark said, no, I, I can't come on today. I'm golfing. Now, right. golfing on a Monday is typically an outing. Yes. Okay, yes, so is. I texted him today because I knew Aton was going to be out. I was saying, you know, maybe get John Clark on. We talk about all the Philly teams, including the, the Eagles draft. He sends me back a text. Ha ha. I'm golfing again today. Sorry, can't do it. So I'm like, this guy's like every week is in a golf outing, apparently. Oh. Because he oh. golfs on Mondays. So 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 it has to be. That is a that is a, yeah. an event. I'm trying to figure out what event that he's going to that he didn't invite me. Well, right. That's, that's so let why me I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is an NBC Sports Philadelphia colleague of yours that yeah. is leaving you high and dry two weeks straight and, and, with golf and, outings. 
and he always calls me and asks me for the latest and who we need to bring in and and right. all the info. He's and, mining and, you for information on right, football. Right. Right. Well, I'm 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 texting him as we okay. speak. What is <laughs> what is going on here? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, Clark. Before JC, we get you, my guy. Before we dive head first into the football, um, did you see the tweet? Like uh, I want to say Friday or Saturday from Daryl Morey, the Sixers general manager. No, I didn't. What did he say? Well, he tweeted out something to the effect that only four teams with a winning record against top opponents. And he puts the four teams. They are the Phoenix Suns. At the time, they were 11 and five against top opponents. The Brooklyn Nets, 10 and five at the time. Sixers, 11 and seven. I, I think this was right after they beat the Clippers. That's probably when it came out. And the Jazz are 12 and nine. And he just puts that out there, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I would love for that to mean something. But to me, <laughs> The, like the the win against the Clippers, the win last Wednesday against the Brooklyn Nets, we talked about it on the next day on the show. They don't mean anything to me because no Kawhi, it, no it, KD. It, KD played four minutes yesterday and scored eight points. He played four minutes, <laughs> and the Miami Heat won the game by two by two points. Well, I mean, I'm just saying this though. There's no such thing to me as an empty win. I don't care who you out there. They got an NFL jersey on. If they got a NBA jersey on, they're still top level players. They're better than what than 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 ninety ninety nine point two percent of the world as far as being basketball players. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're saying that okay, then we're not playing against top ten. We have our full conglomerate of guys. Right, Ben and playing. Joel played, right. and Tobias Harris played. <laughs> right, right, right. But a guy that can go for forty, he was he wasn't playing. So what can I what can I make of this win that they they basically had to squeeze out by three points? They actually pushed the number. I had the Clippers plus three. It was a push. <laughs> you got the push. Well, yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. lose anything, didn't win no. anything. <laughs> well, I mean, it just that's why I said when you're going into the season. Mm -hmm. You want to go out there. You want to get the wins, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's, it's what happens in, in that playoff time, man. And, you know, they're going to have their full their full ledger of all the guys they want on the team. They'll be, right. out, they'll be out there playing, and, you know, we'll see what happens then. But right now, I'm just going to enjoy it, man. I'm not going to go with the what ifs, man, because I can, I can go crazy with that. Say, yeah. what if they had this? What if they didn't have that? So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy that they're winning still, and it keeps us number one. As long as we stay number one in the East, we ain't got to play the you know the two uh, right. during this playoff system. So I'm, I'm good with it, but still, I understand what you're saying, man. I there's no such thing to me as as a, as a as a as an empty win, man. Well, they have you know? 14 wins against winning teams. Apparently, this was uh, I, I was reading this this morning, and eight of those 14 wins, the other team was missing at least one of their star players. <laughs> That's so, great plan. That's great planning by them then. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's right. Yeah, good scheduling. Right. <laughs> They're 14 and 12, apparently, against against winning teams. And I, I find that record kind of stunning too. There's yeah, a lot of bad teams in the NBA. It is. It is. But I'm I'm at no point this season that I say this team is, has been really out of it, though. You know, because mm -hmm. the last two or three years, we haven't been to a point where the expectation was we're going to go in and, and and beat these guys. I feel as though this team is, has just as good a chance as anybody in the East of, of, of taking it and going out and playing the championship games. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're at that level, I think. I think they're level in which you can say, all right, they have to – if it goes through the East, they have to go through the, the 76ers. So I'm feeling good about that. 
Right. I'm feeling really good about right. that. Um, empty win or not, I'm just I'm just happy at this point that they're still starting to gel together. They're still playing well together, and they're getting it together. I mean, that's yeah. what you want. You know, they need to get better, but they're they're at a point now that I feel good about their chances against anybody in the East. No, you're you're right. It's not an empty win. I didn't mean I didn't say it was an empty win, but it just doesn't give me any like yeah. confidence, <laughs> you know, to say, oh well, you know, to project forward and say, yeah, I think the other you know, Sixers could take this team in a seven game playoff and like, squeak I, by it there. Yeah, how can you squeak by a team like that when they don't have a guy that can go out there and light you up for forty? Right. Who just who sent you home when you should have been actually in the uh in the in the championship game anyways? You know when when. The Raptors won it all. Right. They shouldn't even have been there. Kawhi with that last second shot. So he's already put the dagger in us before. So all him right. not being there. Now this week they've got the Suns on Wednesday. They got Golden State Great tonight. Game. Golden State tonight. Phoenix, which is you know one of those teams, uh, one of the best teams uh, record wise in the NBA. Yep. And then they got this is interesting. They have the Bucks and the Bucks, but the back to back is actually Wednesday Thursday. They play Phoenix and then at Milwaukee on Thursday. That's the back-to-back. Then mm. they have off Friday, and then they play the Bucks again on the road on Saturday. You think they they, they load manage? Yeah, Embiid? that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, I think they do. I think they now do. Which, which one? Mm. See, that's that's one of the Bucks games. I, I mean, think you have to. It has to be one of the Bucks game, but that's the conference game though, too. I know. I, you know this what? Load management is just see, a pain in the Why am I worried about load? See, that's the problem right there. Right. Aaron, that's the problem. Aton's load managing today. Right. <laughs> it's like ten days till the draft. Uh, Monday, kind of a slow Monday. I think I'll take off. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I don't you know. Look at it, man. It's, it's. I'd love to what see if he him plays play. through. That's what I'm saying. What if he plays through it? Yeah, I want well, to. That see would that. be awesome. I want to see it, and I, I, I in all actual, I think he does. You think so? I think he does. I think he goes Wednesday. He plays Wednesday, Thursday, on the back to backs. Because I mean, uh-huh. there's two teams we want to be. Want to beat the Suns? Are they two and one through these three games? What do you think they? What do you think they go? And uh, that one they might lose is, is probably going to be Phoenix. You think so? I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're healthy. They're playing probably better than anybody. In the West right now, I yeah, like they're their good. Team. I like their team. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to that game. See, here I'm the sucker because right. here I am, just like <laughs> last Monday, was right. looking forward to that Wednesday night. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Middle middle of the week, give me something to watch, something entertaining. And then you find out, uh, you know, Wednesday we find out Chris Paul's gonna sit out tonight. Right. You know, that's that's exactly what happened, man. <laughs> or a Booker might sit out. Right. You know? And then we're then I'm really mad because I'm looking at Mikael Bridges saying he should be a sixer right now. I agree. That really hates I really hate that because right. we don't even have we the guy we traded for him is not even on team anymore. No, I know. He didn't play when he was on the team either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. It's, I, it's, I don't know. How many games did he play when he was a sixer? Mm. Zaire. I know. Did, did he you know play? he you know, he's my he was he's my son, my boy. I mean my um my boy's son, man. Mm-hmm. I played with his father at Kansas State. You know Is that I mean? right? Yeah, yeah. He played basketball, and then he had one more year, and he had a year of eligibility, but he didn't want to play basketball more, so he played him up for the football team. Yeah. And he played defensive end, so me and his pops became really, really good friends. His name, Billy Ray Smith. Oh, okay. Uh, I've heard that name. Yeah, sure. yeah, so yeah, absolutely. He, uh, 
He uh, he played in the pros too for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. A little bit. Uh, like what? What is more, the number of games Zaire Smith played for the Sixers, or the number of games there where the Brooklyn Nets uh, three stars have all played in a game together? No, Zaire played more because I've never towards think the so. end. Yeah, towards- I think he did. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? The Brooklyn right. Nets are just a couple of games behind the Sixers, and they've had like those three guys together for like two or three, four games. I mean, are they, did they hit double digits yet? I don't think they so. They played all three together? I don't think so. I think they're right below double digits. All that money on the bench, man. And, and, I know. And one guy is just – he just – all right, I'm just not playing. I'm just gonna take a. I'm just gonna take a week off. I'm gonna take a sabbatical. I'm just well, gonna Kyrie take a played off. yesterday, though. Kyrie I know, but he yeah. he just leaves and just not. How, how do you do that? You paying a guy what forty million dollars? I know. He just all right. I'm just not gonna play. I know. And now I'm hearing. You know, depending because we got this uh, this whole situation uh, out in uh, Minneapolis area. You know, with the uh, the shooting, and then of course you had the yeah. uh, the trial, which is going on, which might come to an end this week. I think they're right. wrapping things up. So depending on how that goes, uh, you know, there there could be some some you know uh, major problems. That. Yes, and yes. I'm hearing that the NBA just might stop playing for a while. Well, I, I can see uh, I can see LeBron, you know, flexing a little bit, right. Even and, uh, though he's not uh, playing right now at all, but he tells those other guys they right, all take right. their cues from him. Hey, hey, Silver, hey, we're just gonna have to take off a little bit, right, now, man? You know, we just we we need a we need a couple of days. So we're gonna cut a couple of days, right? <laughs> That's power, gonna, man. The will, that type of power, man. It is. I mean, you know, the players run the league. It's, there's there's no question about it. All right, we're gonna have Jimmy Kemsky coming up. At uh, he's scheduled to join us at eleven thirty. He's actually gonna be on the road today, but he said he will he will check in. Uh, it won't be a live video feed, so those looking right. forward to seeing Jimmy uh, Jimmy's face live, uh, that's not going to happen. But we're going to have his knowledge and his voice, and I think Xander's going to pop up a picture of him <laughs> up there on the screen <laughs> when he joins us, and we'll talk all football uh, from then on. But because I, I got to get his take on, you know, the the move. It's been a long time since we had Jimmy on, right? Like the first move that the Eagles made when they go from six back to 12. Now there's talk of them coming back up the board. Were they in the mix to go up to three? Were they trying to put themselves in a position to get another quarterback? You know, right. all that kind of stuff. We, that's know, what I, I heard. Yeah. I heard that uh, Wilson was just good enough that they said they want to try to, to jump up to number three. But then they talked to Doug, I mean, um, uh, Douglas and like, mm. Yeah, we're probably taking him yeah, at two. We're gonna take him at two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I hate to do it to you, but yeah, right. I hate to do it to you, Howie. <laughs> but uh, you'd be coming up here for nothing, right? But but even still, I mean, that's some interesting guys, you know, because like everybody at this point for San Fran, they're talking about they're gonna draft at San Fran. They're gonna draft Matt Jones. Now, I don't believe in, that. In my evaluation, like I said, you're right. In yeah. my evaluation, I saw him as a second day guy. Mm-hmm. Second round, maybe early first. I didn't see him as a talent that could, you know, go out and, and be a a franchise changer right now. But we said the same thing about Tom Brady, though, right? In the sixth round, but he's skillful enough, he's good enough that he could be a quarter, a really good quarterback in this league, a consistent quarterback. He could be, to me, I I, I equivalent him to a Matt Ryan. He's just okay. like Matty Ice to me in his build and how he processes things, how he yeah. throws the ball and everything. He's a functional athlete. Um, he has that winning spirit. Yeah, you know he he well, yeah. he, he can control things. 
He played one year at Alabama, you know, and that's where, you know, it's, it's tough to evaluate a quarterback when you have those, that many athletes out there. And when you have those athletes playing against teams that they're, you know, not even close, then is he really as good right. as what they're good? Can he really be that quarterback? Cause I mean, he's just, all he's got to do is throw it out there and waddle and Smith, they'll just go get it. Well, here's the thing like on him too. And what you're saying is exactly on point. And I'll add this to it. Like, what can he do? He's great when everything is his surroundings are working. You know, Absolutely, when he's got yes. that great, you know, five star offensive line up there blocking for him. He's got, you know, skill position players that are first round picks and he's just back there, you know, tossing the ball to wide open guys. Well, right. what happens when he's got to make the play on his own or when the when the blocking the scheme, the protection doesn't hold up? You know, can he create on his own? Because I know that I've seen fields do that. Well, and, and that's why I have Fields. I actually have Fields as my my, my number two quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I don't know yeah. when they this this notion that you know even Wilson is better than him. Wilson is not better than, to I believe Fields. Right. I mean, you talk about size. He's he's twenty pounds heavier than than uh, Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's got a stronger arm than Wilson. He's faster than Wilson. Played a tougher schedule than Wilson. Way tougher schedule right. than Wilson. I don't understand how he moved up the ranks. Now, yes. Wilson is phenomenal out of the pocket. He can throw down the field. He can throw from awkward positions. He's that baseball guy that everybody's looking for at the quarterback position. You mm-hmm. know, a lot. You know, the Chiefs quarterback and the Cardinals quarterback, uh, like the you know, five-tool uh, player. Yes, right. That's what. Yeah, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. But even Wilson is better than that. And to me, I mean, uh, uh, Fields is better than that. But Fields, I feel, is a, a better pocket passer than uh, than he is. And that's what you know. People understand. Fields is a pocket passer. Right. He runs when he has to. You know, he runs when he has to. He's not a guy that's going to go out. And, you're not going to run a lot of waggle protections and boot mm-hmm. protects with him. He can run the offense from the quarterback position back there. Drop back five, seven yards. Read the defense. Get the ball down the field. And everybody, oh, he can't read. No, yes, he can. But why? When he's got guys running free. Right. So I, 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 I like Fields. I gave him a higher, way higher grade than I did Wilson. Well, what about higher. what about Trey Lance then? Because uh, I have you had the ability to look at a lot of tape on him? Because I, I looked at the entire yeah, I looked at the entire 2019 season. Okay, um, undefeated, they won a championship. Yeah, he is he is the real deal for size, speed. He's he's right around the same height as those guys, six three. He's six four, mm-hmm. right around there. Um, two thirty five, two forty, can run. He reminds me a lot of a player that played at Kansas State. What was that quarterback's name from Bishop? Kansas State? No, not Bishop. No, Bishop was a, a, a great athlete. Uh, talking about the quarterback, he was in um, he was in Tampa Bay for a long time. For, uh, oh my goodness! I forget. Let me look that up. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, did, the, did you, he, do you think he's the same guy? Do you think he's a better prospect than uh, Wentz was? Yes. You think yes. Trey Lance is a better prospect for coming out of North Dakota State than Carson Wentz, who went second? In the draft, yes. he is. He is. He is a better athlete than Carson. Wow. Yeah, he's. He's. I think he's better than Carson. Yeah. All right, we got Jimmy Kemsky with us. Jimmy does say fantastic Freeman. Freeman, job. Freeman. 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 Oh, the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Quarterback Freeman. Yeah. Jimmy does Jimmy. a fantastic job covering the Eagles. Does such great uh, dives into uh, college football players with his grocery shopping stuff. Does all the mock drafts, and he joins us right now. Jimmy, uh, welcome to the show, man. With Harry and Barrett. How are you? Hey guys, how are you? Doing great. Good, good. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, right. we got you. Yeah, we you're you're going mobile today, right? 
I am. Yeah, I'm actually in my car right now. <laughs> well, we have Always a nice working. we have a nice picture of you up here. It's probably the stock photo that you provided for Philly Voice whenever you first started there years ago. Oh, so that's yeah. what the people are looking at. Yeah, I was a little chunky in yeah. that picture. I'm like 30 pounds heavier there than I am now. Yeah, let that let the record show. Jimmy's 30 pounds lighter than he is in this photo. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. All right. Well, uh, we haven't had you on in quite a while. Got to get your take here on a lot of Eagles issues. Um, I don't know where we want to where you wanted to start, but uh, we're going to get to the draft. I got to get you to give your take on the initial move that the Eagles made. Uh, when the Niners and the Dolphins made their trade, and then a couple minutes later, we find out that the six or the six, the Eagles and the and the Dolphins have made a trade, and the Eagles are now drafting twelfth. What was your initial take on that? And then you, when you do your digging, did you find out that the Eagles were you know trying to move up up from six and couldn't make the deal for the guy they really wanted to get, so then they moved back, or what happened there? Yeah, so. Immediately after they made that move, Ian Rappaport had tweeted that they're trying to get up higher to draft BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. I haven't been able to confirm that myself, nor okay. have I tried, frankly. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that was apparently the, the report that he put out, which he quickly deleted. My assumption yeah. is that Joe Douglas was probably uh, firing off a text to him saying, yo, dude, we're still trying to trade uh, Sam Darnold over here. Uh, so uh, he quickly deleted that. And... If the Eagles didn't think that they could get up and get the quarterback that they wanted, or they, you know, and they didn't think that whatever quarterback would be available at six was their guy, then I thought the move back was fine. Because personally, like, I don't think the the difference between the like the non quarterback prospect that you'd get at six is that substantially different than the guy that you might get at twelve talent wise, and I I don't. I think there is a difference, but the difference isn't so much that I turned down a 2022 first round pick in order to move back six spots. So I was totally fine with, with the logic and moving back from, from six to 12. I know a lot of people were questioning, you know, whether they had to do that right then and there, or if they could have waited maybe a bit to make that trade. But I think the trade was really only, only on the table at that time, because obviously Miami moved from three to 12 and I guess part of the agreement in that trade was contingent on them being able to move back up to six where the Eagles are. So I don't think, uh, you know, it was either do it now or don't do it at all. And I think they were right to, to make that move. I feel you on that, man. But um, I don't, I, I'm going to ask the question that, you know, nobody's really saying. Everybody's talking about the talent. What is the number one? What is your number one need for this team at this point? I know they need talent everywhere, but what is your number one need um, as far as, you know, to help this team start going in the right direction? What is the one, number one guy they need to get, the number one target as far as position-wise that they need to go out and get? Yeah, as far as immediate help, I think it's between cornerback and wide receiver, and I'd probably put cornerback ahead of wide receiver. Do you look at the depth chart? Yeah, you have Darius Slay on one side. Darius Slay is aging as well. I mean, there's only it's only a matter of time before his play starts to fall off. But then opposite him, I mean, who is it? Is it is it Avante Banish putting him back out on the outside again? Is it Craig right. James? Like those are your two options. So they they desperately. I'm surprised they didn't sign at least some kind of band aid in free agency, like they did you know other positions like safety and 
I wouldn't call Eric Wilson necessarily a, a, a band-aid at linebacker, but um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they haven't addressed that in any way this offseason. So yeah, uh, that corner position, like it always is seemingly, is, uh, is a huge need for them. That's what I'm saying, man, because I've been telling people for the longest, man. I'm tired of going in and watching games, and on third down, I have to <laughs> yeah. hold my breath, yeah. you know, because <laughs> they're going to go deep, and they're going to get somebody with a double move, or it's going to be six, or it's going to be a, 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 you know, a pass interference, you know. So I, I, that's my number one position of need right now. I would have to say it's it's the cornerback position, but then I go and stay on the different side of the ball, and I would go linebacker after that. Yeah, linebacker's up there, too. I mean – you look at the play that got there last year, especially early in the season. Like I think when when Nate Gary got hurt and uh, Alex Singleton took over for him, that improved things. Upgrade, but, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but certainly, you know, we have a linebacker true, which I don't think is that is that bad. I think they're in better shape this year than they were last year. But if Singleton mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, Eric Wilson and I think T.J. Edwards is a perfectly competent like early rundown kind of uh, linebacker. But yeah, yeah, cornerback, receiver, and linebacker, I would say, are probably would, would be my immediate top three as well. Jimmy Kemsky joining us. Jimmy, of course, uh, phillyvoice.com. And Jimmy, are you getting the idea that the Eagles still could move back up from 12, maybe jump ahead of uh, Dallas and or the Giants uh, and move into that, you know, that 8-9 area to get a player before Dallas drafts? Well, we've heard reports that they're – talking about moving up we've heard reports that they're talking about moving back and we've heard reports that they're gonna stay put so (laughs) all the bases are covered so uh yeah i mean i can see it i think they there'd have to be a player that's still there that they weren't expecting to be there maybe and i think the player that maybe would fit that profile would be like a jamar chase i don't see much in the way of logic and moving back from six uh, back to 12 and then moving back up. Now, if they move back up and the cost to move back up wasn't as high as the cost uh, was for the Dolphins to move from 12 to 6, like if, if it costs a little bit less to move up from 12 to 8 or 9 or whatever it may be, then yeah, go ahead, go do it. And, you know, you make out with, uh, with, with uh, you know, higher, uh, higher you know, better draft capital than you had before and you still get the player you want. Then sure, I think that's uh, you know sort of mastery of moving around uh, in the draft. But yeah, I mean we'll we'll see if if they're able to move up and what that cost would be. And then uh, you know I, as you mentioned or as I, I mentioned actually uh, maybe moving back again. I don't see so when I said the difference in talent between the guy that you might get at six and the guy that you might get at twelve isn't mm-hmm. so different. I do think there is a difference between the guy you might get at 12 and the guy that you might get in the teens. Like I do think there is a drop off from 12 and beyond. So right. I wouldn't, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to move either way. I think they're going to wind up with a player at a like a good player at a knee position. If they just sit there and hang tight at 12. Yeah. Because well, depending on how many quarterbacks go and you know, we could get four, maybe who knows five before yeah, the Eagles possibly. draft. Yeah. So, you know, that pushes all those other quality other position players down the board and, and they could get a quality wide. You, you, you have them taking Waddle in one of your latest mock, I believe, right? Yeah. Personally, I don't think he's going to be there, but uh, okay. I don't think like players in my mock. So like I'd already used uh Devonte Smith. See, like, yeah. I think that if, a, as long as a, as long as a wide receiver gets past 
like one of the top three receivers, as long as they get past seven, then someone's going to fall to the Eagles. And that's assuming like the Lions don't trade back. But if, the, if three receivers get, if one of the three receivers get past seven, like you look at the teams drafting at eight, nine, 10, and 11, and they're all set at wide receiver. So you got Carolina at eight. You know, they have Robbie Anderson and, and DJ Moore. You have the Broncos at 10. They have. Uh, 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 Cortland Sutton and uh, uh, and uh, they just drafted two guys last year and KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. You have Dallas at ten, like they can't possibly take another receiver no. with with Amari Cooper and CD Lamb and Michael Gallup. And then the Giants, I know some people have like mocked receivers to them. I don't see much logic in them taking a receiver because again, they have three receivers as well. They just paid a ton of money to Kenny Galladay. They have Sterling Shepard right. and they have Darius Slayton. And they also took a flyer on John Ross, by the way. So if, right. if a receiver gets past seven, I think he's still going to be there when the Eagles are picking at 12. Well, at this point at number 12, I, I won't ask. A lot of people don't say his name a lot, but um, it's a two-part question. Number one, how do you like Andy Waddle? And number two, what power does he have in the organization? So, yeah, I think Andy's a really sharp guy. and I think so also, yep. There have – I mean, we've seen the reports, like, the, I don't know if Jeff McLean touched on, on this in his, but um, it was certainly covered in the most recent piece from The Athletic where, you know, the board was set and then on draft day, like, they just didn't they just didn't adhere to their board. So, you know, I think that Andy probably is doing a nice job setting the board and they may be going off schedule at times. Like, they talked about in that piece, they talked about, like, the scouts and the coaches uh, watching the draft from home and being befuddled by each of their first three picks, uh, Jalen Rager in the first round, Jalen Hurts in the second round, and uh, Davion Taylor in the third round. Like, it, it just wasn't what they were expecting because they knew what the board looked like. <laughs> they were watching it from home, and they were caught off guard by these three picks that they made. So, you know, I, I don't think uh, I would put the Eagles' uh, draft struggles uh, on Andy Weidel. I'd, I'd place that solely uh, at the feet of Howie Roseman. And then also, uh, as we've learned, uh, Jeffrey Lurie is certainly a lot more uh, involved than he's been in the past. I saw the uh, latest win totals are, are out, and the Eagles uh, generally around seven, over under of seven. Do you, do you think that's yeah. a quality number? And where would you place $20 of my money? So, yeah, I've seen seven and I've seen 6.5. I would actually go over 6.5. Mm. Uh I don't think they're going to be good. <laughs> like they're not, they're not going to be good this year, but that schedule that they have mm-hmm. is trash. I mean, they have just a lot of garbage on them. They're playing in the worst division in, in the NFL. And I mean, you look at like, so they actually have the easiest schedule in the NFL based on uh, 2020 records. The, the, their, all their opponents in 2021 had a combined winning percentage of 430 in 2020. And actually here's a number that's crazy. Like, the combined point differential for all their opponents this year was minus, I think off the top of my head, I believe it was minus 551 last wow. year. So, like, they got a wow. lot of crap on their roster. It's the wrong year to have an easy schedule, by the way. I said roster. That's a wrong, uh, I meant schedule. It's the wrong year to have an easy schedule, too, by the way, because the higher they pick, the better they're going to, you know, the better they'll be off long term. But, you know, so, like, it comes at the wrong time. But yeah, I think they can win. They can win. They can go. I mean, and of course, we're looking at a 17 game schedule this year. Right. So 6.5 and seven, like that's not as high as it, it doesn't. It's not as high as it sounds. 
I think they can. I think they can go seven and ten with this with this horrible schedule that they have because they still have that offensive line. Like as long as those guys come back and and they're able to play, you look at you know from right to left, Lane Johnson, Barrett Brooks, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samalo, and then in my opinion, it'll be Jordan Mailata at left tackle. Like that's a really strong offensive line. I think their yes. defensive line. They don't have a lot of depth there anymore, but I think their starters are good. So they should be able to win in the trenches most weeks. And yeah, I think they can go seven and ten. I think well, I think so also. Um, you know, I think they're okay. Just like you said, they're okay in the trenches. And when you're okay in the trenches, you can you can do a lot more. And just like you said, health is definitely an issue with with Brandon and 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 Lane getting kind of long in the tooth. And you know, we all know Kelsey. You know, by midway through the season, he's held together by duct tape and bubble gum. You know, so yeah. you know at this point, do you think? <laughs> right. Or would you ever think that they would draft a an offensive lineman? Uh, not not the tackles. You know they love tackles. And they've been at twelve. Tackles, yeah, but would you go? Would you go a, a a guard like the guard from maybe? Um, I mean the center from um, maybe Oklahoma. You know he's pretty good. Or or Alabama. Both those guys are are, are really good and staples. Uh, they can come in and play for a long time. Right. So I think you're referring to Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, yeah. and then mm-hmm. can you? Uh, yeah, I think you're referring to. Uh, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, and then Landon Dickerson from uh, yes, Alabama. Landon I Dickerson. think those guys yep. are like, like if they're there in the, in the if they're there in the second round, I think they're good value there. I don't think you take either of those guys at twelve, but the, the okay. offensive linemen that could be in like you know that could be in play in the first round. Like you look at like Penny Sewell, I don't think he'll be there, but the offensive tackle from Oregon. Like if you if you think that he's like the best player available. And I don't think, like, Jordan Mailata was so great last year. Like, he certainly has potential, and he played better than I think people were expecting last year. But yep. I don't think he was so great that you'd pass on, like, a guy that, you know, could potentially be your left tackle of the future for the next 10 years. So, Here's Slater. And, then, of course, Jordan Mailata, he's in the final year of his contract. So, if he's good, <laughs> so, if you're, so if you're right. So, so if Mailata's good, he's going to be super expensive. <laughs> Whoever he yeah. plays, you know, in 2022 and beyond. If he's not good, then... You know, you passed on a potential blue trip pro- prospect on, you know, a player that has, you know, sort of declined. Um, so I don't think it's crazy for them to take a guy like Sewell. And then you mentioned uh, Rashawn Slater and I think the other yep. guy, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Yep. Some people have both of those guys as better fits as guards uh, in mm-hmm. the pro- at the pro level. I know there's a little bit more disagreement with Slater on that. Like some people think he can be a left tackle than there is. with. I think everyone, it's pretty much unanimous that Vera Tucker is probably going to be a guard. I don't think, yep. like, from the long-term perspective, like, people would be furious if, like, they made either of those picks. Like, they, they, nobody would be happy about that. <laughs> but from a long-term perspective, I can, you know, kind of squint and, and make sense of it because, you know, J- you know J- Jason Kelsey's year to year, whether yeah, he's going to yeah. retire or not. And if he, you know, if and when he does play retire, play. I was say, Miles is going to move over left guard to center, and then you have that open spot there. So, like, people aren't going to be happy if like they draft a guy like Slater or Vera Tucker, because there aren't any starting spots open right now. Now, I mean, there certainly can and probably will be once guys get hurt. But like, uh, but I, but I can still see like the long term play there. And if you really are invested in making sure that your offensive line is is stellar and you really want to build through the trenches, then I can see them making that pick. If you're penciling in uh, your offensive line right now for next season, is Mylotta your left tackle? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, so I would have Mylotta 
firmly uh, yeah. ahead of uh, Andre Dillard. Dillard. So, like, like I said, like, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we got. Can you, you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Maybe he can't hear us. Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so we I'll got. Have him there firmly you. ahead of of Dillard. Like, I think I think my lot is twenty twenty. I got you. So I think uh, my lotta's twenty twenty season was substantially better than Dillard's twenty nineteen season. Like, I, there's this um, idea that like Dillard was like people acknowledge he was bad when he played right tackle, but he was fine. Like he was good enough when he played left tackle. I couldn't possibly disagree more. Like I thought he was bad both at left tackle and right tackle. He just happened to be a disaster <laughs> at right tackle. And then he misses right. uh, the 2020 season, like not his fault. He, he, he injures his, he gets, you know, he's a torn bicep that, that, you know, that makes, makes him lose the entire season. So you don't fault him for that. But, you know, I think that uh, his, his, he has a bigger flaw. So I think my lot of his, he struggles with speed. You can get away with that a little bit. You can't get away with struggling with power. Like if you're just going to get walked back into the quarterback, you're going to get put on roller skates consistently. Mm-hmm. That's not going to fly in the NFL. And that's what Dillard's biggest flaw is. And then when you have those kinds of problems, as Barrett will tell you, I'm sure, like you start overcompensating for the inability to handle power. And then you start to lose technique. You start to, you know, um, sort of compensate for, you know, being being walked back in the quarterback constantly. And you start getting beat in other ways as well. And I think that's what happened uh, to to a big degree uh, to Dillard in in 2019. So I would have Mylotta just on his size and his ability to anchor as the you know the leader in the clubhouse for me at, at that starting left tackle spot. I'm the same way, man. I mean, yeah, I, you agree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, even though my lot is a nice guy, he plays the ukulele, he does have a streak sometimes. You know, you can't make him mad and he'll go out there and want to, you know, choke you. And, and, and that's what you need. You need to have that, that instinct <laughs> that, all right, you're just going to fight and you're just going to, you know, hunker down and fight. And that's what I saw last year. I saw a transition in the Dallas game when he started looking like, all right, I'm big and I can actually really hurt people if I want to. Yeah. And, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think he started to learn that and he started to play like that. And, you know, it made him a better player because now he says, all right, I can put my hands on people and now initiate um, effective uh, power in, in his technique. And that's what happened. He was just thinking about his technique and that was it. But now he started to effectively um, apply power, apply pressure to um, defensive linemen. is making him a better player. So I don't think Dillard at this point has that instinct to go out there and really – you know, hurt somebody or not really. Yes. Hurt somebody. Football. Are you, is an are you stereotyping sport. ukulele players as, as passive and soft? Yes. Put that <laughs> damn ukulele down. Don't touch it anymore. That's Leave outrageous. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, one, one last thing. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. Um, the, the athletic piece a couple of weeks ago uh, painted a very grim picture for the Eagles front office and the ownership, etc. If you had to give like a zero to 10 scale, how dysfunctional in your view are the Eagles at this point? I hope we still have them. Yeah, I mean, that article didn't, uh, like you said, it didn't paint much of a picture of uh, encouragement moving forward. I'd have them somewhere around like a three. Oh, only a three. I hate to do it oh. to him. I gave him less than that. Only a three. <laughs> you get right. Only a three. Okay. All right. All right, Jimmy. We appreciate you joining us, man. 
And uh, we'll talk to you down the road. We look, we look forward to uh, more of your stuff in Philly voice as the draft gets even closer. Thanks for joining us. There he is. Jimmy Kemsky from parts unknown. You know, I, I tell you, he's, he's from Jersey. He lives North, North of you though, Barrett. He's like oh, kind of central North central Jersey kind of. Right, right around and the depending on where you go. Yeah, I think it's even I think he's even further north than that. Okay. Okay. I think so. Um this 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 service, the cell service and internet is spotty in the yeah, state of New Jersey. Well, that's because there's not enough towers, man. There's a lot more land. In Philadelphia, there's there's more people per you know per mile than there uh-huh. is in Jersey, you know. So we don't need as many towers here in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh in fact, Ball 316 on the stream says Kemsky internet provider using that 1080i smoke signal <laughs> technology. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, we can't ignore the stream today, Barrett. I know no. you're you're in love with the stream. Absolutely. Uh, but Ash says ukulele. That's a nice item. Come on, Bo. Yeah, you're, you're disparaging <laughs> ukulele players. I'm telling you, when you're when you're six foot eight, uh-huh. 380 pounds, right, and could lift, you know, lift, you know, tree stumps, then put the ukulele down and go attack somebody, man. And I think last year during the Dallas game, he finally figured figured out. All right, it's like Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, did something to him, said something about his mom, or something like that, or broke his ukulele. Mm-hmm. And he turned his game up. He turned it to a vicious type of man. And that's oh, what so, I need from him. Oh, so you think ukulele trash talk yes. got him going? Yes. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, he, I'm going next next year, I'm going to go up and break a ukulele in front of him and see how mad he gets. You should. I mean, <laughs> you know, have him go out there ready to, you know, with hot sauce and gun pepper. What, what do powder. you say? How do you trash talk? Do you say, do you wear a grass skirt with that ukulele? Yeah. Is that what you say? Something like that? I hate to do it to you. Yeah, right. We're going to take that ukulele. We're going to burn it up, man. I hate to do it to you. You play that little tiny guitar thing, whatever you call it. You got to wear a grass skirt. <laughs> but yeah, man. He, he pissed get, off. I, I don't think that uh, Dillard at this point has that killer instinct. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've never seen anybody so happy to be on IR. Me smiling, joking around, you know. I'd, yeah, I'd be pissed off once I, you know, figured out that I was going to be on IR. Right. Um, now, the game is just, I think, a little too physical for him at this level, mm-hmm. and he needs to somehow get in that weight room and just kind of set him back with his, with his, um, his bicep being torn because he's not going to be able to get as strong as he needs to get. But strength is definitely an issue. If you're just getting bulldozed over and, and, and pushed into the quarterback, right? Um, you know, it's hard to compensate for that. And, and, and when you're speed issues, if a guy's trying out, you can bring a, a tight end or somebody or somebody to check that that, that defensive lineman so they didn't get the jump off the ball. Yeah. But once he puts his hands on you, once once Dillard, not Dillard, but once you know we we we, we put the ukulele down and and then all of a sudden you know he's able to put his hands on somebody, then it's it's it's, it's all is fair in love and war. He can really dominate a player, right. and he dominated the Marcus Lawrence last year. Now I tell you. Uh, I'm looking at. We're going to uh, pause momentarily for a couple uh, couple of minutes and get right back to the show. We got D Gun coming up at twelve thirty. I understand. He's like, "What? Who, what? You guys were talking about me fishing?" I'm like, "Yeah, we yeah. talked about you fishing." That's okay, the reason so that, why you so want that's to come what on. got him on. That's what got him on. Good job out of the, out of you, Barrett. But um, Jeff Bruder points out on the stream, and I agree with him. We had some connection issues with Jimmy, but he says Jeff Bruder says I don't think Jimmy understood the one to ten ranking system on the Eagles' level of dysfunction because <laughs> <And, laughs> right. he gave him a three. Now, 
you know, it's like zero to ten. I would have thought he's more like a six or a seven. Right. He went the opposite way, I think. Yeah. I think he was taking the opposite way. Is, is that is... yeah, ten being the best and but one see, being the least. Right. He took he took it. I thought number one meant number one in the organization. Right. So he put him in number three. I'm like, that's I so he was lower. he's like using golf scores, like the lower the better. <laughs> I knew right? you'd make that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. And I understand I'm looking here. Uh, Play Action Reel says Alex Smith has retired. I just looked it up, and he's right. Schefter has tweeted, Alex Smith announced his retirement on his Instagram. So there was some some smoke that he might be joining Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville, you know, as a, in the quarterback room. But I guess that's not going to happen. Well, he may still be in the quarterback room. He might be going in as a – Maybe a coach. A coach or something. Yeah, yeah. man. That's a possibility. Of course, he played for him while Urban was at Utah. Yep. Yeah. Had some good years. Got him drafted uh, number one overall. We're going to pause momentarily for a couple minutes, and uh, we'll be back and dive more into the draft. You're listening to The Middle on Philly Voice. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must... um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap. Go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. 
Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. And you saw that uh, CSB Media Arts Center was originally founded, of course, as Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That's what it was when both Aton and I went through the program. And uh, they have grown significantly since then. They've got all kinds of, of, of offerings in web development, social media marketing now, filmmaking. And, of course, the legacy broadcast media program of Connecticut School of Broadcasting uh, with sports casting, five East Coast locations, including Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is where Aton and I went. Check them out. GoCSB.com. GoCSB.com or call 800-887-2346. You can get trained in as short as eight weeks or 16 weeks, which I think I want, I want, I know I went the 16 week program. Aton was in and out of there in eight. Now, I don't know if that's because they got sick of him and wanted to get rid of him or, you know, they that's just exactly accelerated his, his program because he was so far ahead of me. Uh, but oh, classes are enrolling now. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah. You never know. But like I said, they got a filmmaking program now. Uh, covers all aspects of movie-making process, including screenwriting, casting, and directing, pre- and post-production. That is pretty cool. Social media marketing, uh, which is 100% live online training, and, of course, web development. And then the thing about it is, is once you go through the program, you know, you've got access to uh, to their studios and all their uh, all their equipment, you know, for the rest of your rest of your career, Barrett Brooks. Well, you know what? I want to try to do that. I'm, I'm going to go back and I want to take some more um, um, classes because the Adobe and all that stuff. Uh, Final Cut for pr- just producing, you right. know, man, as far as, you know, going in and like editing video film. editing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Editing yeah. film and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, that I, I enjoy doing that. You know, yeah, so well, the technology is always changing in that. Always. It's, always, it's always getting better. So uh, I'm you six know, years you- removed from it now because I was doing it every day when I was at NFL Films. Then I started doing my stuff with NBC, and then I kind of it kind of went to the wayside. So I got to get caught up on all that stuff. Right. All right. Uh, looking at the uh, the stream here, we got one more hour to go. We got D Gun coming up in the next hour. Oh, he's all uh, mad right now, man. He is he is pissed. I'm like, what are you? He's like, you guys were talking about me fishing, talking about I got skunk. When oh. was I fishing? I was like, well, I cannot tell a lie, and I sent an emoji with a uh, long nose. <laughs> oh, so so <laughs> I, I may have said, yeah, he's pissed off right now because I'm talking about him. On the stream, so he's going to come in hot. You're saying? Oh yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's definitely hot. Well, I tell you where I definitely. saw that. Uh, Farzetta tweeted something to him. Apparently, they did a like a fishing like something. I think they were together, and oh. Farzetta caught three fish, but Derek Gunn he had a zero next to it. Oh, that's oh. where I saw it. It was on Twitter. I'm not making this up. Oh, okay. I do there not. I do not participate in fake news. Okay. <laughs> You know what, man? We did a fishing show um, on NBC for, and and I won the tournament, and I never let them live it down. Never, mm-hmm. never. I caught the biggest fish. Right. I caught the most fish, and he just 
he just never lets it down. Now, for his birthday, every year for his birthday, for the past three years, we go take a fishing trip down in his way, you yeah. know, in Maryland. And okay. we go out, we catch, they call them, they call them rock, rock bass out there. We call them stripers. And man, we used to have a ball, you know, me, uh, he brings his, his family comes with him and we just go yeah. fishing for we the stay close. Day. You stay close to the coast for those, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like yeah. maybe inside two miles the bays. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Inside yeah. the bays. So we go okay. catch stripers, man. It, it's unbelievable. It is, um, and then afterwards, we go to his house and he makes fish tacos. So, I mean, his wife makes fish tacos. Unbelievable, man. Ask, ask him about his wife's fish tacos. They are all on point because they make their, make their own like salsa stuff. And Oh, yeah? Oh, it's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. He puts them on a grill. He grills them. I mean, it's, it's it's really a nice time. He he likes to make me go home when we get. To, hey, don't you have to go home? Mm-hmm. No, didn't didn't you say your wife has something? No, no, no I well, don't. Because no. you eat too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> you you eat up all his catch. <laughs> I can't even have. I can't even have leftovers now. Right. You ate a bottle of leftovers. It's called leftovers because there's some left. There's none right. left, man. There's, so none, why is it leftovers? there's nothing left over. There's no leftovers. <laughs> All right. I'm looking here at uh, Jimmy Kemsky, who just joined us in the hour number one. His mock draft, his latest one, which is 4.0. You can find this at phillyvoice.com. He had the Eagles taking Jalen Waddle with the first round pick. Um, he says. Uh, Jamar Chase or the two Alabama receivers. If they survive the first seven picks, one should make it down to 12. So what what are your take? What's your take on Waddle versus Smith, the two Alabama players? Because, you know, obviously Waddle got hurt in the, I believe it was the Tennessee game mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. missed the rest of the year. It was, it was um, game seven. He, 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 if he didn't get hurt, then I'd say that Smith would not have won the national championship. Right. The, the numbers would have been even. Well, he wouldn't have won the Heisman. I mean, the Heisman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, the numbers would have been about even because Waddle is so fast, man. He can do so many different things. And even though he runs – he mean, he, he runs a four – they he can, they say he can basically run a 4-2. He's so fast that he can even run routes. A lot of guys are just straightforward guys when they're you know, as fast as he is. But he runs everything in a route, route tree. He understands how to get releases. You know, when you have small guys like that, they have a hard time of getting off bump and run. But he did right. it in the in that in that um in the SEC the entire time. He runs great routes. He gets over, and everybody wants to equate him to Kansas City uh, Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Hill's a thicker version of him. Hill is the speed that he has and how he incorporates in his game. This kid could be the same way. He's going to bulk up a little bit. But he's going to be the same way. He's going to be a game changer. But you have to put him in a system that allows him to grow that way. You're not just going to, have to you, you can't just go out there and run a, an average offense with him. You can't just have him out there running routes. You got to you got to game plan him to make him great. And now that's the big thing with Waddle. Okay. Do, would you compare? What's a comparison to him at the NFL level in your view? Like I heard some people saying uh, Deshaun. Well, he's basically the same guy. Yeah. Now, Waddle is Waddle is somebody. If you put him on a jet sweep, he's gonna outrun everybody to the corner. Mm-hmm. You run him on the reverse. That's what he is. If he, he he's more so like a Coleman for 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 Kansas City's offense than a Tyreek Hill. He can do everything. And if you if you leave him, um, if you leave him open just a little bit, that's when he makes you pay. Now, when you look at a guy like Smith, Devontae Smith, I think of him more so as like a Harrison. 
you know, Marvin Harrison. Marvin, okay. But we're talking about a guy that's, you know, he's a he's got a, a gold jacket on. He's a right. Hall of Famer. But he has that type of game. You know, yes, he's frail. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say frail. Yes, he's small he's in slight. stature. He's yes, slight. slight. Yes, he's small. But Marvin Harrison did it for years. Right. I mean, he did it for years. Now, he what understands if- how to run routes. He understands. And you and, and he's the guy that you don't really have to game plan him because he understands that, like, he needs he needs to bow out the guy. He'll he'll lean on a little bit to create a little separation. He'll keep guys' hands off him and bump and run. Right. Everybody's saying this size. And I, I don't worry about size anymore. If you're a player, you're a player. And I think this kid will be a player. Now, what if Devonte? What if there was video that came out between now and next Thursday night of Devonte Smith playing a ukulele at Alabama? <laughs> Would you be out on Devonte Smith? It's over. It's a wrap. I'm done. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about ukuleles. You know, what I'm saying anybody from Polynesian descent. You know, no, I'm not saying it. I'm a brother too. You know what I mean? You know, Sole, I'm Sole, hey, I'm Sole number one. Sole, soul brother number one. But I'm saying at six foot eight, 360, 370 pounds, put that damn ukulele down and let's go out there and choke some people. It's time. All right. Now, uh, second round in Kemsky's mock draft 4.0. Give me your take on Greg Newsom, the cornerback from Northwestern. Uh, Pretty good size. He's 6'1, 190. He's one of those guys that come from the lineage of guys that played corner. His pops was Greg Newsom, um, played cornerback, played for um, he played for Dallas for a little while. He played for um, not Dallas, but uh, Green Bay. Okay, and he was a first rounder too. Came out the same year as me, ninety five. Newsom is is good, man. I mean, he's really good. He's a he's going to be a day one starter. Uh-huh. He's just not in the same ilk as the top three that we've seen. Right. But he's right there with him. He can play. He can play the game. He's not going to be a guy that you have to sit down and wait for him to learn the system. He's going to come in as a day one starter. Do you think if he you, lasts to the second round when the Eagles pick? I doubt seriously if he does. Yeah. I mean, if it was, what do the Eagles pick? Like what, 37 or something like that? I, I got all their draft picks in here. I'll get I'll get them for you. Just I think second. it's around but, 37. I mean, he's got he's got good long arms, too. Oh, man. yeah. Like, physical. You know? Physical. Um, can run with anybody. Runs like a 4 4 40. Yeah, four three eight. I think is what he was. See, unofficial yeah. four three eight forty. So that's that's fast. That's if, if they were able to pick him in the second round, that's great. Not good work, but great work by them. Great work by them. He's the sec. He's the start of that second tier of guys outside of the first three. He's the start okay. of. Them. He can do everything you want as a corner. The only thing that that is keeping him going in the first round is the fact that you have Kelly Fairley. Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn that are right. the top three. Right. You know, anybody, you know, at any point he could have been in the first round. In fact, there might be a few teams that jump up to get him in the first round. He's that good. He is that good. And and typically what you have here when you have, you know, you get runs on these positions. Yep. Like once one goes off the board, then another, you know, then boom, boom, boom. All, all of a sudden you're sitting there. They go three cornerbacks. Yep. They got two kids from Georgia that are really good. Right. And Campbell and Stokes. Um, this draft is pretty good as far as, you know, DBs that can come in and play as soon as they touch the field. 37th. 37th overall pick. Yep. 37. It was 37. Yeah. Um, even Asante Samuel Jr., he's going to be a second rounder. There's now, a he's, lot of legacy picks in this all year. these legacy picks. Yes, yes. Horn, so I'm looking at it. yep. You Sertain, got, all the cornerbacks. Yeah, <laughs> Sertain, Horn, uh, Asante Newsome. Jr., 
Newsom. Yeah, man. You know what? My kid, he didn't he, he didn't get my size. My son, he didn't get my size. He's only, no. he's only six foot one. And he probably weighs 240 pounds, 250 mm-hmm. pounds. So there's no way he was playing off as a lineman. And plus, my son didn't he didn't like football, man. He loved playing football with his friends. That's when he played. He played with his friend. And he was pretty good. Right. It just didn't interest him. Now, that wrestling mat, he was a wrestler. He loved wrestling. He didn't go to school for it, but he wanted to. He went to he actually went to Juco and and, uh, and wrestled for a little bit. But yeah, man, he he loved wrestling. He only played football because his friends played. And I never pushed him to do it though. Right. Well, that's you know, you push them they and they don't like it you're, right, you're kind yeah. of you're wasting their t- their time and yours no we're wa- wasting my time yelling at them for not going um and doing what i'm telling them to do so i, I don't i don't i didn't even do it i just let it alone you all know? right what's your take on this guy defensive end edge rusher carlos basham from wake forest because he's hey, got he's got them the eagles taking him in the third round right he, I, I didn't see him as a guy that i would say i i, I didn't, he was a second day guy but I don't think he equates to a guy he could play right now. Um, nah. It's going to take a little bit for him to play. Uh, he he really didn't jump off the screen at me, so uh-huh. I didn't. You know, I just looked at. Him. In fact, I was I would I was actually looking at looking at the cornerback from there as opposed to um, uh, looking you know looking at him play. So do I mean, I just looking a little bit. Do you look at a third round guy as a guy that ideally should be a yes. starter right away? Yes. Yeah. The first three rounds. The first three rounds are guys that should come in and impact the game, not just as a starter, not as a starter, but you know, even on special teams, they should be on the field. Yeah. The first three rounds are guys that should be on the field in some capacity. You know what I mean? So you know, not like their third rounder last year, the <laughs> linebacker. Come on, yeah, from from uh, Colorado, Colorado, uh, yeah, Davion Taylor, Taylor, yeah, he, he showed some signs later on. He's kind um, of a hybrid guy, wasn't yep. he? Yep, yeah. he's really too small. He's too small right, right now to play. Um, you know, he's even smaller than the guys ahead are now. But he he's fast enough, and if he does get the game, he could he could really really be an impact player if he learned the game and and, and the game slowed down for him. Yeah. Uh, look at look, Bradley. No, I'll tell you what, that kid came in. He wants to play now. He's going to come in. He's going to figure in to get him and uh, take some reps from those Sean starters from Temple. Yes. From yeah. Temple, your, t- your mm-hmm. guy's from Temple. Yeah, He's going to come in. He's going to play a lot more than people would think he'll play. He has a nasty attitude, great disposition. He loves to go out there and play the game. He started off on um, on, on, on special teams, but he eventually worked his way into going in goal line situation. And mm-hmm. then some sometime on regular downs, first or second down, when they had in their base defense. So he's going to play a little bit, you know. When, when He was very physical in college. He's physical now, too. Yeah. He applied that game. He, he was – he was this close, a lot of times this close from going out there and, and, and getting a foul for a late hit or something. But he's right. a very aggressive player. I like him. Yeah, he plays on the edge. All right, uh, running back is obviously a need for the Eagles, uh, uh, one of their many needs. Round mm-hmm. three, the second pick in the, th- in the third round for the Eagles, if they don't trade it away to move up somewhere. Michael Carter from North Carolina, one of the, the one-two punch down in North yeah. Carolina. Those are two guys that, that both had uh, a thousand yards. Williams, Javante Williams was the other guy. Yep, he's yeah. gonna go. He's gonna, he might go in the first round. In fact, he might jump Who, up. Williams, before, yeah, he might yeah. jump up in front of um, Travis ATN, ATN, and Najee Harris. Oh wow, yeah, he's right around those here. He he's he's definitely somebody can come in and, and fit the bill. Like I said, both guys had a thousand yards. 
Um, you think of that offense, man. Those two running backs and that and the quarterback who's going to go first round next year. Next year, he'd be the first yeah. rounder next year from yeah. North Carolina, mind you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is crazy. But like, I mean, I, I like him. I mean, I like That's William. I like that, Mac, that Mac Brown can recruit, can he? He can, man. You know, he's got that. He's got that look. You know, the the the, the gray hair. And, you uh-huh. know, you just you just want him. You just want to yeah. play for him. That's what right. He <laughs> you just want to play for him. But Michael I don't Carr, know if man, he's good. I don't know if there's any other things going on. To, you know, to get those players, but he can recruit. I'm not saying anything. You know, I mean, you know, he he might, you know, a couple handshakes here and there, but he yeah. gets the players what they do. Remember right. what he did? He did at Texas. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, there, there, there were some incentives there, I, I'd imagine. No yeah. question. Yeah. There's no question, man. Do you like uh, Carter, though? That's a great pickup. If they can yeah. get him, that's a great pickup. You said the third round? Yeah, that's the I don't know if he round, lasts yeah. that long, but, yes, he, Michael Carter is going to be – he's going to come in and play, too. He's going he's gonna to try to take some yards away from the starter. He, he's, he's that good. What would you think about him signing uh, – re-signing Jordan Howard again? Stability. If they don't get somebody in the draft that they could play now – he can come in. He can. Um, he's no longer in the position where he's going. He's going to take reps as a as a starter. Right. But hey man, he can come in on on crucial downs. You need him on goal line situations. On mm-hmm. um, you know even 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 third down situations where they need somebody to block. When you know Pass they're bringing block. the house, yeah. he can come in and be that that um that back to come in and block. You know sometimes right. you don't see you know. Um, backs come in and, and on third downs and they want to go out. They all they want to do is go out and be on pass routes. Right. This guy wants to come in. He might knock your head off. On, it's on an instant way block. to get out of the rotation is not right. to pick up a pass block <laughs> and get your quarterback killed. You know, that gets the attention of the uh, the running backs coach and the offensive coordinator. Like, no, no question. Get, no get question. him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we right, have ra- no need to play with you right now. Right. Uh, round four, Deontay Brown, Deontay Alabama, Brown. interior offensive lineman. I, you know, I didn't see him flashing like I saw the kid from the other side. You know, um, Deontay Brown, he he really didn't show me. You know what? I'm trying to look at what his his um his his ranking was in my notes. Yeah, see, I didn't have him one of the he top guys. He got suspended and and uh, for six games apparently. See, that's why I really didn't know. Him. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I really didn't know him. I know uh, Barmore is the guy in Alabama. Well, the he, defense, he's defensive, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy's an offensive lineman. Oh, oh. Yeah. Interior offensive lineman. He's a yeah, guard-only prospect. Nah. But he missed some games because he, he was suspended. Uh, he pl- he played both or practiced both at left and right for the senior bowl. So he got a little bit of versatility there. So that's that's. I'm just, trying to think. Deontay Brown, Deontay Brown, Deontay Brown. Typically, you can't go wrong with an offensive lineman from right. Alabama. Yeah, you can. We had um, we had a guy from Alabama um, that came in and did nothing. Who? He was a first rounder too. He got drafted first round by Tennessee. Um, w- w- oh, Womack. Chance Womack. Chance Womack. Yeah, that's right. We got him in a trade. Right. Yeah, that's right. You're right uh, about that. Oh, yeah. Deontay. Oh, okay, Deontay Brown. Deontay Brown. Yes, I do because they had a center. Him and the um, center. They had great combo blocks. Yeah, I did. I, I do remember watching Brown. I do okay. remember watching Brown. Yes, he is good. He is good. He kind of lacks a little bit in pass blocking, mm-hmm. but as far he's a road grader, you know, on the double teams and driving Uh-oh. guys off the rock. He's you know one what, guy. Yeah. You know who I think of when I hear road grader? Who's that? Max Jean Gillis. 
Remember him from Georgia? Yes, that sir. That was his description because I remember doing a draft show, Road Grader. I heard yeah. it 50 times to describe him. You're right. How'd that work out? Right. Yeah. I hate to do it to you. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> he's got to, he's going to, he, he's going to have to work on his, on his pass blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not one of those guys, who, you know, as a great athlete, it's going to, you know, you're not going to run by him because he's such a, a big guy. But on run plays, man, he moves the crowd. Hmm. I think he's ranked. He's he's ranked like one of the top top five um, guards in in uh, in this draft. He's a top five guard. Yeah, he just has a problem with authority, I guess. All right, uh, do you want to do something here with the stream? Because I know you you love the stream. We don't want to neglect the stream. Yeah. And they're going crazy with draft stuff right now. These guys, Dank Burrito is getting fired up about the draft. He's firing off <laughs> post after post after post. Um, so do you want to do an AMA, Ask Me Anything, with the stream? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And if, all right. You can ask Barrett anything. about. Do you want yours draft-related? Because yeah. I will answer anything as long as it doesn't preclude me from getting a job somewhere at another radio <laughs> station. So don't ask me about anybody I work with. Okay, that's all anybody wants to know. They want—they just want me to throw people under the bus, put you in a position where you have to look. Ah. Right? Yeah, I can't. I'm, I will not. I will not answer anything lie. like that. See, the problem is, it's not that. It's that you won't lie about it. You right. Tell the truth. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You're going to tell the truth, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. All right. We'll get that going uh, on the stream. AMA, ask ask us anything. Ask, ask me anything. Round five, Charles Snowden, a linebacker from Virginia. Charles. Did he show up on your radar? No, I don't. I remember Charles Snowden. Long, lanky, spider-like linebacker for Virginia. I, I don't want nothing like that. 13 I don't and want a half sacks? He's a defensive end. He's an edge rusher. Okay. He's an edge rusher. That's he's a three-four type of defensive end. Okay, so that, uh, that really doesn't linebacker. fit. Here. Yeah, yeah, not really. Okay, not really. All right, then he's got him taking a back a quarterback from Georgia. Uh, I'm out on that. Um, yeah, Charles Snowden. He's a he's a he. See, I I I did a um I did a I did a a game two years ago in the um in the SEC the ACC championship game. And he played more so um, an edge rusher on third down as opposed to being a linebacker. Right. You know, but I mean, he, he, I think he was like number like 15 or something like that. He, he could rush the passer. He was pretty good, but he was, he was long. Like you said, long and linky. He needs, Mm -hmm. he needs to get in the weight room a little bit. He looks more so like a, a basketball player playing defensive end as opposed to being a linebacker. He doesn't look like a linebacker to me. Okay. All right. We got a couple AMAs coming in here. Uh, Barrett, whatever happened to Dylan Moses? Dylan Moses. Is that he was an Alabama player? Dylan Moses. Yeah, that comes from Ash. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. I don't recall. All right, Barrett. Did you ever get into an on-field fight or skirmish in summer camp from Joey B? Oh yeah, all the time, man. Yeah, I, uh, me and Joy Porter fought every other day. Oh really? And, you know he's a, you know he's a, he's a Colorado State guy too. Right. Me and me and Joy every other day we got into a fight because he would come down on pass rushing drills, and we go at it, and then we do third down drills. And at the time, you know, I wasn't a starter, 
so I would go out, you know, sometimes I have to go out there and, and play uh and play um during during third down situations. I had to go in and left tackle and block him on third down. And now, right. you know, it's their period, so they're supposed to win. Okay. But I'll be damned if I'm gonna let him beat me. You know what so I'm now, saying? Describe these skirmishes. Like was this where you know you basically have your face masks tangled up and oh, you're yeah. yelling at one another and all that. All punches. that face man, all of that punches, everything. Yeah. I'm throwing him down. You know, he kicking me. You know, it, it 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 would be tough, man. And it got to a point, you know, that that uh, you know, coach would be like, you know, BC would be like, hey, hey, I don't want you guys get that. And, you know, what I'm saying other word. I'm like, come on, coach. You know, we competitive. No, I got, I got poor chop. I got him. Oh, we we good today. We good today. Five plays later, we're fighting, scratching the claw again, you know. But yeah, that's I mean, that's all you that's I mean, that's being competitive. That's competitive nature. I remember my rookie year, Bill mm-hmm. Romanowski. We hated Bill Roman. All the rookie players hated Bill Romanowski. Like he was one of those type of players that you only tape your shoulder pads on game day, but he would pay somebody 20 bucks a practice to tape his shoulder pads for practice. That's how intense he was. Wow. And one time he hit he hit one of our um one of um Freddie Solomon, a little bitty wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Hit him, knocked him out. You know, dude had a concussion. And you know, he's gonna stand over him. And while he's standing over him, I just ran him, bow, took him out, get him over my boy. Wow. And so we're scrapping the claw. Now was this a blindside hit? Did he see it yeah. coming? Yeah. Yes. No, it was a blindside wow. hit. <laughs> you know, and he didn't even have the ball. He was just running this route and okay. let him up. So we like they're gonna stand over him, you know, like you know, well, look, you know, Freddie Solomon's only a buck sixty soaking wet, right? And he stood so, over him. So, so did you blindside Porter too? No, I never did that. No, no, I'm, no. I'm a, I was a dirty player, but him, Romanowski, we we we. So every single play after that, we were nine on seven. I go up the block him, I hit him. Here comes Fred, um, Fred McCrary, fullback, come over. He hit him too. Then Howard Smothers, an officer guard, he come over, hit him. We 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 punished him for the rest of camp. We fought mm-hmm. every day in the rest of camp. All Bill right, got another one here. Mark Lewin. How many corners do you see the Eagles taking in the draft? Three. Three. Yeah. Three so you, you then that's your first round pick, right? It's a yeah. corner. I, I want them to pick one of the top three cornerbacks, whether it's Fairly, Sertain, O'Horn. Mm-hmm. So those are my guys right there. All right. What do you think of Kerry Vincent Jr. or Paulson Adebo? I think the defensive ends, right? Rush ends. Um. Oh uh, my goodness, I don't have my notes on them. Adabo, no. Man, I've seen so many players. I walked through so many players, man. Not Adebo. a Debo. No, he's not a Debo player. <laughs> right. That's how you describe guys. A, D- a Debo. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do you think Matt Rule's squad will do this year? The Carolina Panthers. Who have I think they will be the better. Pick. I think they're going to be. They're going to be. Tops the division. Well, not yeah. tops the division. They're going to be like second in the division. You know, Tampa Bay at this point, you know. The, so you think the Saints fall off without Breeze? So. You know, they're over That's under. No was like, they're over under on win total was like nine and a half. How? How can that be? Mm-hmm. Their yeah. quarterback is a linebacker that plays quarterback. Right. He's, they're, going to lock, they're going to be run that system. I doubt seriously. So you, you think Darnold's it was a that was a pretty good move? I think it was a really good move because Darnold was a lot Brady, better. The, Brady, the offensive coordinator, and and he, yeah, because Browning is the same quarterback. Brown, he's just like Browning that they had back when they were in, um, um, you know, college. You know, yeah. at, at Baylor, he's a he's a Browning type of player, tough, hard nosed kid, 
push the ball down the field. If he, he's a functional runner, he'll go out there and make some things happen. He'll he'll, he'll be real good in that offense. Kerry Vincent Jr. is actually a cornerback. Kerry Vincent Jr. or safety. He was a safety at LSU. The the one they asked you about. Yeah, he's a safety. Uh, no, nothing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The, the safety that I have um, from from LSU is Stevens. That's okay. the guy. He's he's he'll be the guy that'll get drafted from uh from LSU. Stevens. And Adebo is a cornerback who played at Stanford. Paulson you know, Adebo. I definitely Adebo. don't know who he is. No. All right. He's not even my top up. Uh, so he didn't register on your. No. Uh, okay. I think right. he's he, he's right around. 17 or something like that. I didn't even go into it with him. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're giving the stream. Also, Joseph Osi out of Texas. That's what I was thinking about. He's a outside linebacker. Slash. He's really a rush in from out of right. Texas. I thought that's what we were talking about. Okay. All right. We got Derek Gunn coming up in a few minutes. And also, uh, this actually happened on Friday. I think it was during our show. I think I, I did see somebody on the stream mention it, but I saw it this weekend. That that whole thing with Aaron Donald, he was he was trying to break up the fight, like he didn't was punch. He? Yeah, he didn't punch anybody. I saw the video. Wow. Oh yeah, this looks this looked like a, so. Dude is trying to really get him. Somebody might. I think somebody hit that uh, the victim over the head with a bottle. Oh yeah, he tried to break it up. So and, he's and trying Aaron to Donald that. tried to break it up. So he said it was a case of mistaken identity. He thought it was Aaron Donald now is what they're saying. <laughs> he tried to get so he's money. not going to get in any trouble, bottom line. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But see, see, that's the thing. I mean, he's, he, was, he wasn't you know, behaving badly, but he was in a bad spot. You, you well, know, where you know, somebody could have taken a shot at him. You know? well, that's, and that's the thing, when, especially being in Pittsburgh, it's a small town, and where they were at – it's like the spot to go. Not, not the, the boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. It's like the spot to go to. You know, you were there. Were you ever I, there? It, it was called the phase back then. It was called the phase. <laughs> I think it was the phase two back then. Oh, yeah, phase man, two. Yeah, it's called the phase. We had the phase, and you had the phase two. Okay. So you know, it's, you know, it's bad. It's, it's some bad football going on the phase. You know. Wow. Where are you going, hey, man? I'm going to the phase. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> The phase. That's uh, the name of it back then. Yeah. No kidding. How many times do you think that the security uh for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the security personnel had to address something at the phase or the phase two back in the day? Look, it was to the point where they would tell them, Hey, nobody go to the phase. Oh yeah. That's that was off end, limits. That's that's how they end the meeting. Hey, nobody go to the phase tonight. Now we I heard, think it's we it's heard the, something. It's the boom boom room or something. <laughs> That just sounds bad, doesn't it? Phase, yeah. No, no, the boom boom. Oh, Club the boom, boom boom or the boom boom room. <laughs> you know where that comes from? That comes no. from that movie. Um that comes from that movie um oh my goodness with uh um what is that movie? Where they go to jail, the two go to jail and they're there for years and they break out. Come on, the stream knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Right, with Martin Lawrence. Oh, okay. Bad Boys or something? No, not Bad Boys. No. It's the other one, the two are again. Eddie Murphy and, and Martin Lawrence are in. What was it? And they go to jail back in the day. Life. There you go. I told you the stream would come through for me. Called Life. William Yeager came through yeah. for you. And it's, it's the Boom Boom Room was this 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 place that they, they would dream about. You know, they would talk about. And, Is that uh, right? 
Yeah, you go to the boom boom room. Wow. <laughs> the is boom that, boom room. Is that a quality movie? Life? You oh, recommend that? Um, amazing movie. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, you'll love it. You'll All love right. it. Amazing. Tank Burrito loves that movie. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it we're going to have uh, Xander. I think, Xander, we should take another break here before we bring on Derek Gunn. Uh, get our number two's uh, break out of the way, and then we can spend the final 30 minutes or so of the show. We'll see We'll see how long D. Gunn stays with us. He might get so pissed off with Barrett that he might just come right. in here and then immediately <laughs> leave. Who knows? But yeah, let's you're going to take- eat your cornbread? Yeah. Bernie Mac was in it, too. That's, oh, that's where Bernie it came Mac. from. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, I loved him, man. Sad. Yep. All right, we'll take a, a break, and we'll come back, and hopefully Derek Gunn from uh, – We'll join the show with us. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. The, 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 middle. the middle. You can't have pigs in a blanket followed up by filet mignon, followed up by peach cobbler. It's too much. It, it's too out of control. Are you kidding be, me? There needs to be a sense of chocolate. I, I, I don't know who this person is. Filet mignon with crown royale. <laughs> Vanilla ice cream and apple pie? You might as yes. well just kick somebody in the groin. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on board. All right, I'm looking there. There he is, D Gun joining the show at Real D Gun on Twitter, and of course at Gun on One, the great Gun on One podcast. Uh, Barrett, he's he's actually joined the show, and I think he's going to yell at us right out of the shoot because you took a shot at him and his fishing abilities or inabilities. I don't really know what's what it is, but what? let's get this going. What? what? Did you get skunked again, man? You got Where? skunked again. What are you talking about? You, you already got skunked with, with 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 your son-in-law. You just got skunked again, huh? When? What are you talking about? Well, I, I saw the, I saw a tweet 
Uh, I didn't Derek. this weekend. <laughs> well, I saw a tweet from the Farzy show with Mark yeah. Farzetta. Yeah. Where he puts on here footage on YouTube, Mark Farzetta 3, Real D Gun 0. And he was talking about fish caught from the weekend. Yeah, see, Farzy was going to the Poconos for the weekend. And he had me on his show last week. And he was asking me for tips on, on, on what to do. I said, well, first of all, don't hook yourself in the butt. because you don't, And if you do, don't tell anybody you did it. Okay, and I said, I said, you do, you do know which end you throw in the water. You don't throw the, the pole in the water and hold the line. You throw the line in the water and hold the pole. So he's, and then he's talking about he's doing uh, his show today from a kayak with uh, Jeff Mosher from okay. Inside the Eagles Network. And then I see this tweet where he says, "Weekend fishing, uh, Farzy three gun zero. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you caught three fish the entire weekend? That's it? Three? Right. And you bragging about this? So <laughs> once again, Mr. Brooks is in form, uh, misinformed because I was not fishing this weekend, Mr. Brooks. Let you tell okay. it now. Let you tell it now. You probably went and didn't even want to tell me about it. In fact, you know why you're not saying you went? Because you know you're supposed to call me when you go fishing so I can come go fishing with you. But yet still, you just go off and then I see pictures later on. Well, yeah. I, did go, I did go fishing with my, my son-in-law um, over a week ago. We were in... Uh, a friend of ours, uh, a friend of me and my wife, uh, they have a beautiful 28-acre farm with a beautiful pond on it. And we were bass fishing. So I dig a skunk because I started up, I caught the first three. And so I'm talking trash. I'm all walking up and down the shoreline <laughs> talking trash. All of a sudden, I don't know what he did. He starts using my bait and, and one of my rods and reels. And he put a D-gun whipping on. He caught like, well, at the end of the day, he had 25 and only had nine. Right. So, oh, yeah. And so, you know, he got me. So he got me good that day. But now, he, now this is this is the same son-in-law. He takes us, he takes us uh skeet shooting, shotgun skeet shooting out oh, to these uh clay shooting, these, clay yeah, shooting. Clay oh. shooting. Yeah. Clay pigeons. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, oh it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bunch of fun, man. It's a bunch of it, it, it's so much it, fun that I would have bought me a shotgun too. You see, that's what makes me nervous. That's why I'm not going back. <laughs> what, yeah. what are you talking about, man? Because because you are the equivalent of Farzi not knowing which end of the rod or reel are throwing the water. I'm concerned that you may point the barrel at you when you try to shoot a clay because you're so excited to be out there and shoot you or somebody else. You know, shotgun pellets spray. You yeah. hit you That's and five scatter. other people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Harry, you know what I'm saying, Harry? Yeah, first I'll tell all, you, he's right. Oops, be gun. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. hit you? <laughs> See, first of all, ever since my son-in-law took uh, a bunch of us uh, clay shooting in January of 2020, uh, for that was his uh, bachelor party. We went clay shooting, and I'm thinking, first of all, it's January. It's too cold for Dion to be outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second of all, I'm out there with Barrett, my son, my other son-in-law, who know nothing about guns. This is like disaster waiting to happen. But you know, um, it, it was a great day. And ever since then, all of a sudden, Barrett has this itch now to buy more guns. I, what do you have? Five or six now? What, what, yeah, I I'm not trying to tell you. Now. Got an okay. arsenal. See what yeah. I mean? That's five or six too many for a guy what, like him. What are you talking about, yeah. man? Because, see, yeah. in the time I've gotten to know you. I have one. You got one? See, <laughs> yeah. I have one, too. But yeah. in the time I've gotten to know Barrett, there are many times when above the neck freezes up and you don't know what he's thinking and stuff just blurts out of his mouth. And I sit back like this. Whoa. Yeah. Usually that, that happens between 11A and 1P Monday through Friday <laughs> on this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Harry, when, the last time I was on your guys' show, I said the worst thing you allowed to happen 
was allowing Barrett's name to be first on the show. <laughs> See, when you first asked me to be on the show last fall, Barrett's name was number three. <laughs> but now all of a sudden his name's at the top, and that's the worst thing because his head, he already got a head like a yeah. pit bull as it is. Yeah, so I'll drink to that. Been, well, see, we're so, we're getting closer to draft time. So now his name moves up the you know up the ladder. Don't do it. Don't do it, Harry. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll drink to that too. I, I'll tell you. Don't be hungry and go to Derek Gunn's Twitter feed because if you see, look, I'm just looking here, shrimp tacos that look absolutely oh, out of this world. My then he's, there's chef, brisket, man. there's chicken wing. It's all food. Well, hold on, hold on. Now, see, we go fishing. Like I, my birthday is May 5th. His yeah. is but May 19th, May 17th, May 17th. Right. So we right. we we go a fishing trip. We go on uh -huh. a fishing trip right. uh, during that time. And we go on, we go to the same guy. Yeah. On the Chesapeake, we go the same guy, and we, right. we go fishing. Now, the first time we go, we catch all these fish, and he's, you know, his wife told him, we're going to make fish, fish tacos a, and all this and all that. This is a lot. This is a lot. Go we're going to make fish tacos. They're going to be so good. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're driving. And as we're driving, he, he slows down a little bit, so I pull up next to him. Just before the, where you get off to go to his house. Uh-huh. He says, "Hey, yeah, just, just, just keep going straight." So he slows out. Keep going straight. I did so I'm still driving. Straight. I did and then, say. and then, all of a sudden, he just takes off and goes down the other way. <laughs> it takes and goes off the other way, and I couldn't even turn around. He goes off the other way, and I couldn't get the fish tacos. <laughs> Tell the truth. Did you? What? Did you make fish tacos? No, my wife made them. Yeah. Hold up. You knew she was making them. Homemade, right? homemade, homemade. What? What's, what's the homemade? What? Shrimp tacos. Oh, oh, no. shrimp ta oh, let me no, tell you something. No, 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 this homemade sauce that she puts on it. I mean, oh, the, um, my goodness. Oh, the, oh yeah. Whatever it's called. Oh, this, my goodness. This woman is a gourmet uh, chef, baker. I'm a good, good Lord. <laughs> it's a wonder I'm not 300 pounds. But right. My but see, what, well, what you, can't, what, you can't you can't because Barrett comes over and eats it all. Well, right. now, what Mr. Brooks fails to tell you is that if he really wanted these tacos, now he's been telling this lie now for three years. So I'm going to I'm going to clarify this. If Mr. Brooks really wanted the tacos, number one, he has everybody in my family phone number, so he could have called. <laughs> that burns number him up. two, he has GPS, so he has my address. So Barrett basically is telling me he wanted to get home and get as far away from the Gun family as possible. And he didn't really want the tacos, but he's using this story That's as a true. guilt trip. That's not which true. Doesn't, not which true. doesn't work on me. Your guilt <laughs> trips don't work on me. Okay? You understand? I have three kids. Guilt trips don't work on me. Oh, but he, okay? he, hates, he hates the fact that I call a, um, I call it, I call this going, hey, um, why is your dad not letting me, you know, come to the house for, for, for the game or come to the house? He's like, he, he's, did he say no? I, yeah, he told me no, I can't come. <laughs> he's such a liar. <laughs> he is such a liar. Harry, how do you put up with this every day, hey, man? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I get paid. I get paid to do it. <laughs> I don't get it, man. What I mean, about every... the draft, Barrett? You, you should have Derek over for the draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Should I should come over to your house for the draft. Well, you notice, you notice, Harry, he's never invited me or my family to his house. Right. And but, yes, and, I have. No, you have. No, you have not. No. Yes, I have. No, no, you never have. No, no, it's just hard to get. Once he passes oh, that that that, oh. that line in Delaware, yeah, he won't come back up unless he gets paid for it. That's the problem. See, what's I wrong ask him all the time. Come on, what's, what's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I I agree. Look, Harry, I can't yeah. even begin to tell you how many former coworkers I've said. How come you never invited me to your house? I see all these pictures of food. And I said, you know what? See, I look at it like this. It's like church and state. So I try to keep working home separate. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's not personal. It's like Nino Brown said in New Jack City. It ain't never personal. It's always business. Right. And it ain't personal. 
I love mm-hmm. you people, but you ain't crossing the state line. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody do, from the job goes. There's a reason he moved to Delaware. Yes. Yeah. If you do, keep going to Rehoboth, Bethany, Dewey, Lewis Beach. Keep going. Nice you places know? down there. Yes, yeah. beautiful yeah. places. You might even see me down there occasionally, but just keep going. It's that's nothing why, personal. That's why I either call the kids or the wife. Hey, man, um, can I come down, man? Oh, sure, you can come down. Hey, Derek, can I come down? No. No. What? <laughs> no. No. Well, I got to ask you an Eagles question. I know yes, you, it's yes, uh, the gun on one podcast is uh, is pretty much all Eagles all the time. I would imagine. What is the talk right now about the Eagles in the first round? Are they going to stay at 12? We're hearing some things that they might want to move back up a couple of slots and get ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. What do you say? Well, as, as I tweeted last week, I was informed by several parties that if they stay at 12 and the operative word is if, if they stay at 12, they're looking at either a wide receiver or a DB, mm-hmm. uh, which is understandable. They don't have a legitimate number one receiver. They right. obviously need to uh, an infusion of young talent opposite Darius Slay, somebody that Slay can groom because Slay's not going to be there forever. So somebody they, they can groom. Uh, I would hope they could get the next Jalen Ramsey, but those are few and far between. There's not many shutdown corners in the National Football League. Jalen Ramsey is a rarity. Mm-hmm. So – but then again, you know, people are getting all hyped about wide receiver DB. But, you know, they could take a tackle. They could take a linebacker. They could take another edge rusher. I mean, this team is at rock bottom right now. You know, they may even ask Barrett Brooks to come out of retirement, which would be funny. But <laughs> that would be funny. But, but I'm just saying, this team is devoid of talent right now. I mean, you know, I understand the youth movement. I get that. And, you know, they've got, what, 11 picks this year, possibly three first-round draft next picks year. next year. Um, so this is a good time for this team to rebuild if they do it right, if they do it right. I look at what Mike Mayock did when he took over at Oakland, and you look at the talent he drafted. He had three first-round picks one year, two the second year, and you look at the young talent they drafted. I mean, they got some ballers on that team. Now, it hasn't translated into winning consistently yet, but they've got some good young talent. Howie Roseman's got to hit a home run well, with the number of these picks, and I'm not talking about just first round. Mm-hmm. I mean second, third, fifth round. You, you, if you look at the if you look at the consistent teams across the National Football League, the Baltimore's, even New England before Tom and Tom Brady left, Green Bay's, they find a lot of players Steelers. between rounds. The Steelers, mm-hmm. they find a lot of players between rounds three through six that turn out to be frontline slash Pro Bowl type players. Right. The Eagles have to get to that point where they're consistently finding these yeah. diamonds in a row, not just special Never teamers. Done. Exactly. You yeah. know, they got a whole team full of special right. teamers. I could play special teams over that. No, I'm not going to lie. I can't do it anymore. I don't have any hamstrings left. I can't do that. Well, Digun, you know, I, yeah. I asked Jimmy Kimsey this also, but what yes. are your feelings on Andy Waddle and, um, you know, what his what his place uh, – where would you place his, his you know, his power as far as in the organization on picking these players? You know, it's funny. We, we really don't know a lot about him except that he has a title. Uh, we, we know he's supposed to be this great talent evaluator. But if we are to believe uh, what we read in the article last week in the Athletic, you know, I had uh, Zach Berman on Gun on One last week, you know, great article by him and Shio Kapadia, yeah. uh, Bo Wolf. Uh, if we're to believe a lot of uh, what we read in that article, then obviously, um, you know, Andy doesn't have a whole lot of say in, in terms of the final decision making process. Um, he's doing his job in terms of giving them a list of players that he feels would be best suited for this organization. And it appears that they, seem to go in a different direction when push comes to shove on draft night. Um, so I really, I, to be honest, I don't know what to make of his role in terms of how much emphasis 
uh, he has in, in the selection of players, how much pull he has with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. Um, basically, I'll go back to my initial statement is that all I know is that he has a title with his organization and he's supposed to be this talent guru. Um, but, you know, if you look at the last few drafts, um, they really haven't been great. You had sporadic success here and there, but not a lot of consistency. But I don't know who you blame that on at this point. Do you, tough, believe, did, or do you believe that the Eagles initially were trying to move up in the draft from six to get a quarterback and realize they wouldn't be able to get high enough, so then they trade back? I don't think, I don't think quarterback was their, their number one priority, even at six. Hmm. Uh, th- this, this is a team that needs skill position players in the worst way. Yeah. Um, if it's me, you drafted Jalen Hurts for a reason at number two last year. You have to justify picking that young man at number two. You can't just leapfrog past him without giving him a legitimate shot. Okay, if, if, if for nothing else, for one year. So I, I never believed that quarterback was on the top of their priority list. I felt if they were trying to move up, it was to get the premier wide receiver or the premier cornerback uh, coming out of this year's draft. And even at number 12, you're going to get a really good player. Cross, cross your fingers if they don't yeah. mess this up. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't think a quarterback – now, I do believe they're going to draft a quarterback at some point to develop another quarterback uh, because, what, they only have two in the fold right now, really. Right. Uh, so you have to get another body in there. Um, but, no, I don't think quarterback was at the top of their pro- priority list whether they moved up or not. Well, you think I, they stay at 12? Oh, my fault, I, Harry. I, I, well, that's all right. Why are you always jumping on Harry? Harry has well, some good okay. questions. Harry has some good questions. You know, you need to let Harry talk every now and then. But I understand what, your name is at the top of the show. But <laughs> Normally, Aton's talking. Right. <laughs> He's off today. <laughs> I'd rather hear from Harry or Aton. I, I, I talk enough to you. Plus, every time I talk to you, the hair in the back of my neck stands up because I know you're up to something. There's something he's up to. Well, and I only find out about it after I hear from my family. He'll he'll come directly through me. So, you know, so I got a bone to pick with him every time I talk. It's it's great. Everybody loves it. The thing I I was going to say is I don't know who the Eagles are going to take. They do have a lot of needs. They could, you know, take three different position players and and you know could use them all. But the one thing I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see the Dallas Cowboys get pits from Florida yeah. <laughs> to add yeah. to that offensive yeah. arsenal. I mean, you can imagine him at wide, at tight end slash wide receiver. When I look at this kid, um, I think he has the potential to be another Travis Kelsey type mm-hmm. pass catcher, that hybrid, you know, you can line up in a slot, line in close, he can block, he can block. I know he's going to be a mismatch for a lot of teams out Tony there. Tony Gonzalez-esque. Yeah, there you go. Tony Gonzalez, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey type. Um, I, I, at this stage, I don't think he's as physical as a George Kittle. You know, George Kittle is like a Sherman tank. Yeah. You know, playing a kid. That guy, that guy hurts me just watching him on TV. Every time I see him steamroll people, I'm like, oh, something hurts on my body yeah. just watching it. He's guy. like a linebacker playing tight yeah. end, that guy. And he plays like somebody stole his last dollar. Yep. That's, right. That's not a tight end I want on my team. You know? Right. You know, but there's not many like that. No. But if you put, you put this kid, Pitts, with C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, are you kidding me? And, and if Dak Prescott comes all the way back from that ankle injury, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people say, "Well, Dak Prescott is not this. Dak Prescott is not that." But you know what? Dak Prescott wins. Okay, he he's an efficient. He's not, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but he's an efficient quarterback. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at his completion percentages uh, and the yards he throws for, and you get this kid to go with what they already have in the house. 
that's the last thing I want to see is the Eagles get smoked twice by Dallas in one season. Yeah. You know, and that's a possibility if they get this kid. No question. No question, man. Well, how think how, how long do you think they stay steadfast at 12? Do you think they stay there? Do you think they drop down? Do you think they drop go back up? What do you think right now? Howie Roseman has that that itch, you know, where you know he wants to make a move somehow. A move if it's beneficial to the birds, uh, Howie will make that move. But see, I think in this case, if I was a betting man, I would say they're going to stay at 12 because you need impact players, you know, and you need a player, especially at that 12th spot that is going to be there, not just for his rookie contract, but for six, seven, eight years. You need somebody you're going to have longevity out of and durability, somebody who's going to be a mainstay at whatever position that you draft him at. You know, you can this, you can't just be a turnover. You've gutted this team. You're getting rid of a lot of big money. You're getting a bit a rid of older players. Now, we see other teams go through this transformation periodically where you get younger to get better. So, and I've said this time and time again, and I believe I said it on, on you guys' show as well, if the Eagles are on a youth movement right now, which it appears they are, if this fan base can see that this team is progressing in terms of players developing and getting better, I think they can tolerate a four and 12, oh, excuse me, now four and 13, now that right. they have that 17th game. If, it, if they went four and 13, five and 12, whatever the case may be, if they had more losses than wins, I think fans, and it's as it's, it's passionate and as critical as this fan base can be, I think they would be more tolerant and understanding if they saw young players developing, thinking, okay, right. we, we we had to take another butt whipping in 2021. But when you look at the nucleus we already have in folk, the holdover from last year coupled with the young nucleus we've just brought in, 2022 looks promising. So I think the fan base will be a little bit more forgiving in that regard. Nobody likes losing, but – we understand you've got to go through this process. And we also know, because we've seen from other organizations, you don't have to worry about five, six years down the road getting better. We've seen teams turn it around in a couple of years. So this team could do it also. So that sounds like if you were going to get $50 of Barrett's money, you would go to Delaware Park Casino and take the under seven wins for the Eagles? Yes. <laughs> yes. But just to add insult to injury, I want $100 of Bears money. 50 is not enough <laughs> to satisfy my, my palate. <laughs> See, that's terrible, man. That's terrible. See what I had to deal with? Yeah. I had to deal with this for five five years I, I dealt with Mr. Mm -hmm. Gunn. He made it known. Yes, I, it, I couldn't call him Derek. I had to call him Mr. Gunn for like my first three years. How I couldn't call him how Derek. You, how do you just sit here and boldface lie like this, man? What are you telling people I mean, this, about me? This this guy, this guy, man. I'm That's angry. not the Derek Gunn I know. Barry. Thank you. I, I don't Thank know. You. Thank you. Thank I mean, you, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting. In, you know, my desk was right. You know, right over from his desk. Yeah. And there were there were there were times that you know I I couldn't even speak when I wanted to speak in that place, man, because he was just like cracking the whip all the time. Bro. Rob he, Ellis said he's one of the best guys ever. So he, I, don't, he, I, don't, I don't know. He ran that organization. He ran. He ran. No, I did. Uh, no, Comcast. I he ran no, it with an iron fist. I was just a pawn. I was, I was a pawn. I, obviously, you don't go to church because you. I don't. I don't know anybody who can just sit here and boldface lie like this. Yeah, you know. But there was. I did. I did when I when I initially started working with Barrett. I did lay some ground rules. Look, man, don't come in here with Christmas trees hanging out of your nose. You know, <laughs> practice practice your training. Don't just sit back thinking because you're an ex football player that you can just get by and right. walk in. Do your homework. You know, mm -hmm. he did do say, that. He did do and that. And yeah. I will say he did his homework. He's done his homework. He studied. 
you know, we still have a little problem in terms of getting him from point A to point B on time. Yeah. You know, there's 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 work time and then there's Barrett's time, <laughs> you know, which is kind of like bizarro world. Right. You know, it's a little different than the norm. I will say, I will say though, if we're going to talk something other than football and Barrett knows it, he does homework beforehand and he comes, you know, ready to go. I I, I agree. And I'm so proud of him for that. Don't be like a lot of ex athletes who think they can just walk in, sit down and just talk (laughs) about whatever they're going to talk about. Because guess what? Eventually you're going to get exposed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look at this though. One time we, uh, the, the first time that I had, we did a satellite. Well, no, what, no, the second time we did a satellite show where he was going to be in the stadium and I was on, a, uh, and I was going to be live in the, um, in, inside in the, studio. the studio. Sure. And we're sitting in there. And uh, I mean, I, I went through the show. I mean, I did all my homework. I knew what I had to talk about. No, you uh, didn't. I knew the show. No, 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 no I didn't, though. No. Yeah, no, I did. Because well, you sound like Sylvester and Tweety on that show. <laughs> I was on the field crying, laughing. Because- right, he's laughing in my. I hear him laughing in my ear because because everything from 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 our place to where he was went out. It went out, and yeah. I'm just sitting there, and I knew the show. As long as the prompter was going, I'd have been good. Uh-huh. I knew the show because the prompter leads you into the different topics. Well, the prompter didn't work. My producer wasn't talking to me, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. So I'm sitting there trying. So I start breaking down cover two. I'm talking about for 12 minutes. I'm on, and they're not breaking or anything. And all I hear is D Gun laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. Harry, Harry, Harry. All yes. I could hear, all I could hear was a be a be a be a. That's all. Joey B has an idea for a show. He wants to see Derek Gunn commentate and give Barrett a hard time while Barrett works on his cars and boats in his garage. Oh, I do that for free. I would do that's a great <laughs> oh, show. I hear you tell you about this though. He says, uh, he, he he says, Hey man, I need you to come over and help me. I said, What's up? I'm building this fence. He said, I've oh, got yeah. most of it. I'm I got most of it done anyways. No, mm-hmm. I you know I see you go live. Man. <laughs> He came over. The, fe- the fences, the, the fences were painted. So that's the only thing he did was paint the fences. A hundred and twenty-eight rails, I painted. And, and we're talking yeah. about digging holes like two or three foot down. Oh, yes. And, oh, yes. oh yeah. man, it was the hardest thing ever. And well, you know six, what he paid well, me? Of us. Yeah, you know what he paid me? I thought he was gonna give me some cash, cash <laughs> money. He 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 fed me and fed you. <laughs> He gave wish, me some rib. Now them ribs was off the chain. I ain't gonna lie. I, I wish my wife was here to hear this lie, <laughs> I, because I told everybody. Well, see, when it came to my son and son-in-law, they didn't have a choice. They had to work, so they had mm-hmm. to come out for that work. But and then my other son-in-law, who was my future son-in-law, and his dad said, "We can do it ourselves." I was getting prices to put this fence up. The cheapest price was nine thousand dollars to put wow. this fence up, and it's, it's just wooden rail fences with with the mesh wiring stuff. So then uh, my, my, my now son-in-law said, you know what? And Barrett even told me, he said, you know what? You should go practice this stuff out at Home Depot or Lowe's because you can do it for a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. So I started pricing stuff and came out to like 3300 So then my, my current son-in-law's father now, who are good friends, said, you know what? We can do it ourselves. I said, are you sure? He said, all you got to do is feed us. So for two weekends, my wife and I, we grilled chicken, ribs. Uh, my wife made desserts. Uh, we were out there. I ain't gonna lie. Morning to evening, I had on I had on uh, uh, Spotify radio. My, uh-huh. my, my son in law's dad loves Motown. Man, we were out there Motown and dig and, and digging holes and stuff. And hey, there was a lot of work. I would do that for a living. I have a lot of respect for people that did it for a living. Yeah, not me, brother. He's I'm cracking the whip on me. No. You're not going fast enough, Brooks. Let's right. go. That's right. You, you're, <laughs> you're standing out there working on your tan, talking to people. Yeah. Man, we're trying to get up rails, man. <laughs> we got, we, you know. 
But who was the first one to sit down to the table? He held Harry. He elbowing people out of the way, get to the table, Harry. I've never seen anything like this before. He's like a man possessed. You know, I was like, oh, step back. I mean, this man's six five, three four. Oh, oh, yeah. oh man. That was off. Don't Harry, Harry, now that we're telling on you, ask Barrett to show you the video of him when he played in the NFL. Uh-huh. When he get he gets the club from Reggie White. <laughs> okay. You gonna bring that up now, bro? Yeah. Oh, now you, now you, 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 Harry, you remember Harry Reggie White, man? He took one arm and he would lift people <laughs> off the ground, right? Right. Now again, this is when this man's in his prime. So you know he's like he's like an um, out of shape three fifty now. Back then he was like <laughs> back then he was six five in shape three twenty. What three two? What was your playing weight, Barry? Three twenty five, three thirty. Three twenty five yeah. in shape. So somehow, some way, we get this video of Barry. Let's know somehow, some way. You out, you went out there and you just poked and prodded and, and looked this up and paid like a hundred grand extra to, to make sure somebody brought this film up. Look, man, I didn't have to pay anybody. It was given to me as a gift. Wow. <laughs> Harry. Is this I'm on YouTube? You. Yeah, it's gotta be out there. No, so it's, it's not, not Harry. I, it's no, not? not Harry. Yeah, I'm gonna look for you it. You gotta right find now. this video, Harry. <laughs> Harry. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie White was 6'5, 285. Okay. Right. Barrett, 6'5, 320. I saw this man lift Barrett up like Barrett levitated <laughs> off the ground and threw him aside with one arm like he was about a buck 20 soaking wet. Sometimes that was, you had an ESPN moment, man. It was an ESPN moment. I, you just try not to have an ESPN moment with him. But I had, I had got, my Larry, you got Larry Allen did too. You got Larry Allen. Wow. Did, did you find Williams? it, Harry? Did you find it? No, I'm I'm on a Reggie White. Why are you right? in, in fact, you're, not, you're supposed to be off. The, we only have four minutes left in the show. You're supposed to be off. We have to go to a commercial break or something. We we don't need to talk to you anymore. We are, we are up against it. We right, are. We are. are. Yeah, I hate to do it to you, D Gun. No, you don't. Oh yeah, well, the table's turned. Harry, seriously, find yeah. that video. Find I, that video. I, there, I'm, I'm going to look for it. I'm looking for it right now. We can't hear you. Yeah, there, there, there. He's breaking yeah. up. He's breaking up. Your feet. It's, it's frozen. You want to kick me off the show? I'm de- I'm domesticated now, man. My wife got me building shelves and desks. I'm painting stuff. You know, I'm, I'm like, and she said, you know, I'm the only one in the house working full time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Are you are you wow. serious? Tris flexing on you? <laughs> yeah, she's been flexing on me for months. But hold on, now she did what? buy you an 80 some inch TV though. Oh, bro, I got this 82 inch screen TV over the fireplace. I just sit there, tear coming down my. Eye. It's like, so I'm when am I invited? Just when am I invited to come over? Harry, you can come over anytime you want, bro. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I know how to get to Delaware. There you go, bro. Yeah. You, it, Hold it, on, it, now I was supposed to. I was supposed to watch the Final Four. Did I get an invite? No. Oh yeah, you did watch it. You watched it at home. I was supposed to come to your house and watch it, man. No, man. Yeah, hey, man. Cobra's running amok, man. You ain't coming to my house, man. I don't know what you have. I don't. Hey, I don't know how well you. you he you had it apparently. Man. Yeah, yeah, I did have it. Yeah, well, I did, uh, first week of January, I did test positive, mm-hmm. but I never had any symptoms from start yeah. to finish. Thank God. You know, Good. when you consider the horror stories of respiratory problems and stuff, thank God, uh, I didn't have any anything. You know, right. and so uh, you know, but I did test positive early in January. But then again, if I know this guy here, he might still have it. So you got to watch yeah. it. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Harry, he hangs out. Him, he hangs out in some shady areas. Yes, yes. Yeah. You're, break, you're breaking up. You're, 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 Harry, I'm telling you're, you, man. You're, you're freezing, Derek. Derek was telling us about the what? Boom Boom Room in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, sna- oh, the oh. place, the place where Aaron Donald oh. uh, tried to break up that fight. Oh, Barry, yeah. you in the Boom? I lived in Pittsburgh for ten years. Never went there. Barry, you in the Boom Boom Room? <laughs> it was Phase. It was called we're Phase up, One back then. Phase and Phase One. 
Hey, um, we got two minutes left. You're supposed to be out of here, bro. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Derek. I appreciate you, bro. Gun on one is gun on one podcast. Gun on one is the podcast. I'm when are you gonna have Barrett on? What you should have yeah, Barrett I on. Have the podcast. A, I did have yeah? on there. All right. Yeah, that, just because oh. he couldn't find anybody else, it was last minute. He wow. called me like oh, really? five minutes before. <laughs> Look here, man. You just gonna kick me off a show? I'm downstairs. And I'm coming up. My wife says, "Did you marinate the chicken yet? For what? She said, you're grilling chicken out today. Did you marinate the chicken and the uh, and the beef flank for carne asada tacos?" I said, "Huh? Can I do it after the show, please? Can I go carne upstairs? Carne asada tacos. Yeah. Tell, yeah. That's oh. just I said hello, man. Tell everybody. I ain't telling her. No. What you tell her? You got a number? Don't yeah. you tell her. You text her for every doggone thing else. And my daughter, Anna Lisa, my son, Josh, my son, Jordan. Wow. Yo, don't tell me to tell him anything. You tell him yourself. Wow. You backdoor me every chance you get. Wow. wow. Oh, Appreciate you, bro. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a it. lot. Man. We do have to go. Okay, Harry, I thank you for asking me on this show. Yeah. B. Brooks, you know, I love you like a stepbrother. <laughs> Yeah, have a blessed day, man. There he is. Real right. D Gun right, on Twitter and Gun on One on Twitter, too. That's the podcast Twitter oh, feed. Uh, it's been a blast, Barrett. Two hours uh, went bro, by yeah. really fast. Yeah, it did. And uh, hopefully Aton will be back tomorrow. And uh, we, we might have Jason Martinez on tomorrow. I think Kyle Newbeck from the Philly Voice covers the Sixers is supposed to join us tomorrow. Sixers in Golden State tonight. And uh, we'll be back on the phillyvoice.com slash the middle.